0: You're listening to episode 270 of the Major Issues Podcast. We're talking those Super Bowl trailers and celebrating milestone media by reviewing milestone generations. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now. Hello everybody out there in comic book land my name is George Serrano aka The Don and if you're listening to this you can only be here for one reason that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast brought to you each and every week by ComicBookClick.com and as always I am not alone I am joined by the astonishing the magnificent the spectacular the downright uncanny A-Rob the Marvel God let them hear ya.
1: Yo, what's good, y'all? How's everyone feeling in comic book land? It's a beautiful I day. I am feeling
0: good. It, it is, is a beautiful, beautiful breath. day. And my God, <laughs> do you see that light over there in the distance? I feel like something's coming through. <laughs> it looks like a familiar face, person shrouded in shadows. Can you please introduce yourself? What? <laughs> uh, I
2: am the I am the Blackest Knight, Gregory Thomas, aka GTVber. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I knew I recognized you. GT Rebirth is in the booth for this very, very good GT? episode. I'm
2: I have that you, song from CV Four just playing on repeat in my head, over
0: and over and over again. <laughs> I I'm, I'm, glad... Glad I'm black and I'm black, y'all. <laughs> that should the for this episode. <laughs> to be honest, I couldn't clear it. I try to clear it with it, legal. it, it may as
3: well. <laughs> I try to clear it with legal.
0: It didn't work, but you're right, you are here for a milestone episode of the major issues podcast. Where we'll be talking and mostly in celebration of uh Milestone Comics, which makes which hits 30 years. This year's the 30th year since uh their, their first slew of titles, their first four titles dropped. It's been 30 full years since their first four titles Ooh. drop. So we'll be talking about the documentary that, uh, <laughs> or Puffbees that DC comments <laughs> created for a uh, milestone. <laughs> And and just talk about their place <laughs> in the comic book in the comic book
2: world. We just we had we just had to clean up the story <laughs> a little bit, just a little
1: smooth bit. out. Some yeah, edges. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm laughing. It's just man, the documentary, like like you said, Like they smoothed over a lot of the the hot spicy talk. You know the realness yeah. of it,
0: <laughs> and they got this and they got happy story. They got Phil Lamar to punch up some parts <laughs> of the story. Yeah, <laughs> really? I'm like
3: Phil Lamar was not in the, the other. No, uh, like, oh, like, he's like, on
0: the okay. He was in the hallway, so they just brought him in. They're like, "Let's." <laughs>
2: <laughs> I figured the whole point was like, "Oh, he voices the static, so like he kind of gets a play in this."
0: Yeah, yeah, but well, i figured he talked, like he would also talk more about John Stewart too because he did that as well, right? For yeah, uh, yes. yes. Hold yeah. on,
1: John Stewart. Yeah. He was like most well known animated DC characters, or, like black characters. Yes, yeah, yeah. he voiced both of them, and they really were <laughs> brought him just for static. And he didn't even, you know no, nothing against them, but he didn't know nothing of the character until he started voicing them. Then started reading the comic books because, just like many of us, we didn't know static was based off a comic book at that, a milestone comic book of all. I didn't things. even know I was reading milestone when I was a child,
0: exactly. <laughs> So we'll talk about all of Milestone's impact on the comic book universe. But before we do that, A-Rob, the Marvel God, has scoured the multiverse looking for the juiciest pieces of news, speculation, rumors, and all kind of what have you's dealing with comic books and comic book media. (laughs) So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, A-Rob, the Marvel God, brings us the news.
1: Yo, 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 you guys are listening to the Major Issues News brought to you by Comic Book flick. And yes, <laughs> as my gracious host has said, I have scowled the multiverse, possibly the omniverse, the microverse, the cosmoverse, I don't know. But hey, I'm bringing y'all some Ant-Man news, some Fantastic Four casting rumor news, and possibly, no no, not possibly, it is happening, it's some Secret Wars rumor news. But we're going to keep it light and bright, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, yes. Woo! I'm sorry that my ego's lost, yes. I'm an Eagles fan, always been since Donna McNabb days. But man, besides the game, we all know we watched that for that re recon that concert. That was a free concert. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So Saudi that she I'm glad she's pregnant again, but damn, that means no more albums for like another two, three years. So hey. yeah, man. But besides that, those trailers. Let's talk about those trailers. So many movie trailers dropped. We saw Guardians, Flash, what else? Indiana Jones. Like what what else dropped that just I believe there was blew Transformers open the door as well. that's coming this summer?
0: What yes. did we get a transformers Eyes trailer? Of the as well? Beast.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a little promo. It was a little thirty
0: second promo, but I'm like, yes. Yeah, it's not Waspinator. I don't hey, what- want to hear anything about <laughs> what's going on over there. <laughs> we need a Waspinator cameo yesterday. Let's get on it. Come on, people.
1: Facts. I need the cheetah. Oh yeah, the in it. The, the eagle. Who else is going to be in it? like the rhino? Was the rhino in the trailer? I think I saw him <laughs> I think in
2: think there. So. He might have been. I, I appreciate. On- go ahead, I, right. I I appreciate the savviness of the of the Guardians' move. We'll go to that. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's get let's get on- <laughs> yeah, that
2: Guardians trailer. I
1: it, it. didn't show a lot. But also, a lot no,
2: I saw it's it not even it, my what I'm discussing so much is not even the, the trailer itself but the, the savviness on Marvel's part just to be like let's let's just let's not spend a bunch of money on a Super Bowl ad let's give them the 30 second thing and then just shift them all to the YouTube.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yep. also yeah, yeah. Yep.
2: <laughs> We're talking
0: about being surprised that they didn't have a the Marvels trailer. So it's not even like they brought out right? their, all yeah. their guns for I'm the whole surprised. year. They were just like, "Come on!" Right? We People Guardians were expecting
1: coming. Secret Invasion, the Marvels. We were expecting something, some more besides just you know Quantum Media and uh, uh, Guardians. You know those are already coming out. there's just
2: yeah. yeah, I was expecting I- at least
1: five Marvel
0: things. <laughs>
2: I, I don't expect to see a Secret Invasions anything until they are ready to like announce a date.
0: Until they're ready to announce that release mm. a scroll. That's what we got. Get, get over bah, it. Bah, bah. I need you to get over it. It's a scroll. No, it's a scroll. <laughs> um, but but it's a scroll. So we're waiting on Secret Invasions release date We're also waiting on What If, um Part Two, season Chapter Two, two Season yeah. Two. Yeah. Supposedly oh. that's an early uh a, an early 2023 release as well. So whatever I'm, that means. We'll be waiting on trailers for that, but but let's talk about that Guardians trailer. What, what what stood out to you guys?
1: Uh, to me personally, like like I said, it showed a lot, but not enough. Not enough for me to say like what's going on here. You know, <laughs> just looking at yeah. all the trailers and promos, it's like, what's happening here? I see a high evolutionary. I see an I see an otter. I see Adam Warlock. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs>
0: Well, your first impression.
1: A lot of, of pop culture references to Among Us.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. You know, if I had to think about if I had to think about something that stood out to me, because yeah, they're they're obviously not showing a ton uh, of stuff. There's like there's new images that yeah. mean nothing to us right, <laughs> yet right, without right. the context. What did stuck out to me that I could immediately parse out as um different and meaningful in some way to me anyway is. Is is actually probably that little bit right at the end between um will Gamora, <laughs> and, nebula. And, and Nebula. And Nebula, which yeah. is the loosest nebula I have ever seen. Yeah. yeah. She's really
0: she's really warming up to that team, man. She Be really like, don't to, to...
2: bring me into this.
0: If anything <laughs> If anything, I gotta think meeting the galactic hero known as kevin bacon you know grounded Ah. her and then allowed her to realize (laughs) she's been holding on to too much you know she had a good chat with uh, kevin bacon yeah
3: like all of her like
2: like, usually all of nebula's lines and and the way she speaks is usually very like stilted it's kind of like a burst action machine gun it's a lot of yeah
0: yeah, monotone. It sounds like and she's about pan. to say
1: something really cryptic, gothic. Yeah, deadpan is just something that deals with death and Thanos. Yes. He's yeah, he's really shared that trauma. She's healed. The Guardians are right. with the healing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right. Yep, <laughs> she's learned. She's learned to just let it grow, let it be.
0: <laughs> I um, I'll say the thing that bugged me out the most because I don't. I felt like I either didn't get a good enough look the first time, or they just made it a point to show it more this time. But that high evolutionary look of seemingly stretching human skin over the... Yes, have you seen I that? I keep that. I didn't
1: see that, that the first time. Was,
3: I
0: saw weird. that
1: too, and I literally was like, whoa, they're doing something completely different with this character, and I'm all for the, like, hill razor look.
0: Yeah, yeah. So instead <laughs> of just... I, I thought it was, like, an all-metal person and then they had like a helmet and all you could see is the skin around seemingly that human skin is being stretched over the metal parts on the face it's
3: really
2: uh, uh, yeah. so there's two versions of him okay show in that oh. trailer because at one point you could see him with like hair yes yeah so like i think there's a flashback or something like i like there's obviously flashbacks because there's also like young rocket so i guess that yeah. version hadn't uh, evolved the into baby the one yeah yeah so like there, there's a version of him that ha- that has hair and it has like a, a slightly different suit on, and then there's a the version of him that has this like stretched skin over this, whatever. Oh my god!
0: One. Yeah, it's 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 freaky looking. Um, but I no, you're hundred percent right. There's got to be a flashback at some point because we got to find out about Rocket's origin. The other thing that I thought that was a little right, bit and surprising, in Lila. They seemingly are teasing now Quill's death. In this? Yeah, yeah. They are teasing
1: so many deaths yeah. throughout that I, I I don't even know who's gonna die at this point. I thought it was yeah. gonna be tracks because his story's done. You know, uh, oh, still Drax. I still think it's Drax.
2: Quill, like Quill no, got Brian, the the cover I, moment. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know who Brian, knows? He, maybe like,
1: him getting carried out.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Maybe, who,
0: no, who, who
1: is going to die, James Gunn? Tell me.
0: <laughs> uh, Quill's going to get shot. It's going to fade to black. He's going to wake up. He's going to wake up as Kid Quill in the hospital bleeding oh, from God. his nose. And it's like, wow, kid, you ran so fast you just tripped and knocked your head over. What are you thinking about this whole Stop. time? Stop.
3: <laughs>
0: Stop. Oh, by the way, your mom died. It was all <laughs> then, the truth. Yeah. And then it was that's it. That's how you wrap it that's how you wrap it all back up. But um yeah, I guess in this, you know, they're they're playing fast and loose with who might pass away. The high evolutionary looks cool, but to be honest, I'm kind of looking past everybody to Kang. I'm just like, let's get <laughs> let's get to Kang. Um hey, but, I am
1: for the Kang, but I'm like, i need, I need more parts of Adam Warlock, man. They they put in our boy Adam Porter as face Jesus for Marvel. Like he yeah. was flying through that that one second, he was flying through something. And I'm like, yo, he's after somebody. The Guardians, I'm assuming, because what they did in volume two. Yeah. And he looks like he's about to do damage.
0: Like, how how would they even how would they even <laughs> explain that they're not at fault at, at this point? This is after the snap. This is after like so much has happened since they sold batteries.
3: Much. <laughs> like, since they stole right? batteries like, I'm
1: hoping <laughs> I'm hoping that their story picks up exactly like how Volume 2 was from to Volume One. It was like Volume 2 was just three or four months after the first movie right before they met up with Thor, you know? So, like, in the timeline, their story didn't, like, wasn't that long, as per se. It just came out yeah. in 2014 and 2017. But this movie, literally might just pick up right after Endgame or right after Love and Thunder, you know? Like, they right. found Gamora being qu- queen of the pirate ravagers. Oh, they run across high evolution and make a counter-earth or something. Oh, here comes Adam Warlock from the, the Sovereign the, the wreck our shit, like... There's yeah. so many plot lines. I don't know what this movie is about, James. Yeah, what is happening, man?
0: I, I will say this. Um, I think they have a pretty cool and they said it in um they I, I obviously I'm, I'm gonna butcher the quote, but they ha- they have a tagline for in it, it. it at some at some point. They have a tagline in it at some point about how the high evolutionary is in the like is in the pursuit of perfection, so he's always mm-hmm. changing things and then rocket says no he just doesn't like things how they are you know and that's in yeah, the world I'm right so, now yeah. that's dealing with you know um people and they're in a world right now where identity is so important um i think that's a very poignant statement to make right like uh about yeah. self-acceptance and, and all kinds of stuff there so they're gonna nail the na- the 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 nail right on the they're gonna hit the nail right on the head with that also given the uh spin around gun moment and given the <laughs> seemingly um prison breakout scene we might be getting a best of the best of guardians in this film they might just you know like all the hits you know the a prison breakout uh you know um
2: a car chase the car chase
3: uh, that and rocket
0: leg. gunning <laughs> together yeah uh, somebody prosthetic <laughs> something or other and there's uh, gonna which be, <laughs> um,
2: a, a whistleblade scene i was
0: just about to say that it feels
3: like it's been a long time
0: since we've seen the the, the fucking arrow you know uh oh, sh- oh, shotguns uh character bro <laughs> yeah i often talk about how guardians oh, of the galaxy oh, two, yeah,
3: yeah guardians Cragland, volume, yeah. volume
0: 2 has like one of the biggest casualty moments <laughs> as yondu's just killing all the ravages on that ship he takes but out an
2: entire ship <laughs>
0: yeah but because it's played with like cheerful music and because you know you're not really seeing like gore and stuff like that you you're kind of looking past it but he's murdering a whole slew a yeah. whole ship of people so yes. yeah pr- pretty interesting um but yeah guardians will be coming up soon was there anything new in the ant-man trailer i don't
3: uh, think i nothing. saw the Ant-Man Ant-Man more kane No.
0: yeah we just saw more kane
1: just being kane just i am k but, kane but, but we Kang. Hey, Kang, gang. Kang nothing Kang, new, Kang. nothing more. This Kang is coming in three three days, four days. Yeah. And by My the time tickets this airs, it, it'll be here by by then. It's like you know. Okay. But we're gonna switch gears from that to Flash. How about that Flash trailer, man? I I need opinions.
2: It was a trailer. I,
1: I I need thoughts.
0: I <laughs> I li- I liked it. And then I thought about it. <laughs> ah. I think in a, I think in a vacuum, gorgeous. I think in, a, I I think like in a happens world, a
2: lot with George. Like if he likes does. something, I'm just like, give it a day.
0: I, I no, I, because I, I'm like, oh shit, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like the blue and the, the blue and the yellow, we're getting it right. Maybe getting it with right, the yellow, right? I feel you. Like if this was in a
1: void with no, like. Controversy around. or you know, like this movie has been in development since 2014.
0: Like, 10 years, man. COVID 10 years, years.
1: This movie would be fire.
0: And, it, and the thing really is, a like, fool. Jack's yes.
1: done. This shit's ending now. DCEU over. So it's like, I feel you on the, I'm hype. And I have to sit down and think about it. Because <laughs> War- to, to nowhere.
0: <laughs> in true Warner Brothers fashion, they seem to have pulled a very popular book off its shelf blown the dust off of it, refused to open it, turned to the back, <laughs> read the synopsis, <laughs> and then adapt it. Uh, so it looks like we're getting Flashpoint. It looks like uh, Supergirl will be playing got, the part of,
2: of Superman. I got a lot of passing grades doing that in high school.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's, it's every, I, I know I the whole story. It's right there, synopsis? right there in the back.
2: Spark um, notes, man. It, oh spark knows bro <laughs> spark that knows should help. what do i need to tell me what i need to know
0: <laughs> yeah and there yeah there's no bibliography on this movie bro they didn't even they don't got no sources they didn't cite their sources it's out of control but well no back, i think they did you think they did well i know gunner is already doing it right he's like this is <laughs> no so like sources. at the end yeah. of the
2: at the end of the trailer they have the whole like um read where it all You're began right. thing. yeah
0: yeah yeah uh, read the read i was trying okay. to tell somebody today i had a coworker come in and be like i saw that flash trailer i'm confused can you explain it to me and i said i don't think i can <laughs> <laughs> i said i don't think i can i can try uh, and and then i i told right, the same here
1: same I, here <laughs> i told him <them> my
0: thoughts <laughs> which were this is the quintessential flash story for good or for bad I you think hundred people up. You they, you ask them what's a the, what's a flash story. They tell you flashpoint. But this is in case of emergency. Break glass material. And we're already facts. here. Yes. And that gets me very upset. GT. You're saying?
2: I think the biggest problem with it is, is there's no way to explain it without going inside baseball.
0: That's very strange, isn't it? Yeah. That's very strange. It's it's the Montreal screw job yeah you know like like the only way <laughs> like what really happened in that night well to talk about how many the hours of this we have to expose the business yes the behind the scenes business of like well you know and they weren't supposed to make that movie and then they made the movie you know uh yes. with the cuts and then it came you know this down third, and I'm just like it's it's a it's a lot and again like this would have been so much richer 10 years from now you know Right. Oh my goodness, correct. I don't want to. I feel like correct. I'm kicking a baby. Like, I feel bad because, <laughs> because this is gonna be
1: right? somebody's favorite no, superhero. Film. Kick
2: the baby, don't kick the baby. Back. Kick the baby.
1: Facts. Yeah, you're not alone. Like, people, like, since it premiered yesterday, like, at least close, to, like, four to eight people have at least talked to me about it, asked me about it. It's just so many form. How did I think of what I feel about the trailer? Yeah. And I gave, like, three different opinions each time. I'm like, if this was, like, without the controversy, in a void, just this would be. Holy shit this would be a dope flash movie yeah oh now my personal opinion why did they have way too many plot lines going on to the point where it's <laughs> like if you're an average comic goer or a general audience you don't know what the hell is happening you just see symbols that you recognize the characters from
0: I don't <laughs> so I don't think average... <laughs> if I, I can think... go ahead brother
2: if I could allow oh, this geez to geez. if I can allow this to slide in one way it it all stands out the fact that that me, GT absolutely despises and abhors Flashpoint. You hate Flashpoint, yeah, on a deep, deep (laughs) level. And if I were to allow any solace or any or any uh, any space for this Barry Allen to take this path as as others have before him, (laughs) it is that this one is so judgmentally inept that I believe he would make that decision. <laughs>
0: okay, that's fair. Yeah. Because would, the other ones reckless. I'm just like
2: you are too smart for this. You're this is stupid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You no, know that what sense. this means. Right. This this kid doing this actually makes a lot more sense. I could I could totally see
2: that. Yeah. I'm like uh, this Edward Millerfash is dumb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gonna say that um uh you the like I don't think zod in that trailer gets the reaction alfred molina gets in the no way home trailer sure and i think they were kind of hoping it was similar i think they were kind of hoping people were going wait but (gasps) that means you know and get get hype and get confused i don't know like somebody was like oh michael shannon he's a great actor i'm like yeah he was a man of steel and the guy goes oh yeah he was in man of steel (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, it's been ten years. It's been ten years. He hasn't seen why would he just randomly put on Man of Steel? DC's done nothing but telling him it doesn't matter. So he hasn't right. he hasn't been Ooh. watching it on rotation. Why the no one's referenced this Kryptonian since 2016
2: in and, freaking, despite what uh, we, and despite what we may think, um well actually no. Despite what I I tend to think. And where George stands differently. I don't know what A Rob thinks. Man of Steel isn't exactly this beloved piece of art. That's
1: true.
0: That's
2: true.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's true yeah. It just added some more story to the mythos of
2: Superman. Like it, it doesn't that... have what it doesn't have what Spider Man one and two has as far as imprinting on people.
3: Right.
1: Yeah. Especially at the time, like Man of Steel kind of came out when Marvel was starting to go to the top. It released in the same year as Iron Man Three.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Ironically, records. <laughs> ironically, the only people that Michael Shannon's um, appearance would really cater to are the Snyder people that they are very much working to get away from. They're calling them in for yeah, the I bureau
0: mean, in June. Why they put him <laughs> in there? They like, "By the <laughs> way, guys, <it's> a, <laughs> you it's don't We're out of
2: business sale. C- you know? C- okay. See, if we if we invite them all to the Snyder Con, then we can just blow up the one <laughs> building and be done. And they're them. all gone.
0: And they're <laughs> all gone. That's it. All in one go. By the way, we've got to actually That's take a pure for you, Dwayne. Palpatine move.
1: <laughs> Dwayne, sit up front. <laughs> right. Oh my god. We got ticket for you,
0: bro. Don't even worry
1: about it. Like the bomb, the bomb will go off as soon as he even says the word hierarchy. Yeah,
2: <laughs> That's the key word. That's the key That's phrase. The key word. <laughs>
0: ridiculous ridiculous but um,
1: honestly the flash trailer like it looked beautiful it looked great just the, all the fan service for all dc like movie goals from like from the tim burton era to the you know the old dc uh eu era i guess and then looking forward to the future like i'm really hoping for some odd reason i hope the movie ends with greg ganston's flash
3: oh <laughs> greg <Grant laughs> Guston. <laughs> yeah
1: greg gaston's flash just is- just because all the multiverse time travel shagans, Ezra Miller just turns into a great message character. I I like, wonder how committed
0: <laughs> This is such a dumb question because they've shown <laughs> almost no love to the TV universe. But I do wonder how committed they are to reenact that moment from the class, the Crisis on Earth, where yeah. the movie Flash like, meets the TV Flash. Like, I is think that happen would... from his from his perspective. Is that going to happen from Ezra's perspective in the film?
2: Maybe I I think that would be an interesting. Considering the the, the the timing on that, I think that would be an interesting way for Gustin to go out. Yeah,
1: because he, you know? he
2: would have had his series finale and then he would have this movie appearance and that'd be it.
1: Yeah. Bruh, oh my God, I'll blow the doors off. People will want him as Flash. Now in the, G, in the James Gunn era, we need it.
2: <laughs> no, we're going to get somebody. We're probably just going to get somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Probably. Alright, um, to- <laughs> no, no, I, I, I want to add a few things for it uh, as I'm ahead, trying to uh, run <laughs> yeah, this ahead. damn trailer while we talk. For one thing, <laughs> if the nostalgia got anybody, it got it got to me. Not me specifically, but I got a call from my girlfriend just before I left the work who was just like, I've got a bone to pick with you. Huh. <laughs> I was like, what's that? I was like, you didn't tell me Michael Keaton was in this Flash movie? <laughs> because my you girlfriend. Were like two other people told me. Because my girlfriend is a child of nostalgia and she Damn likes right. things the way she first knew them.
0: Damn right. Uh, everyone knows Batman even, Returns is a classic. Uh,
2: Everybody even, knows. <laughs> yeah. Granted, her favorite Batman was um, uh, the other Cumber? guy. Uh No, after. Clooney? Yes, I was forgetting his name for some reason. Oh, not Um, bad nipples. (laughs) Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't get into it. But like, (laughs) she's just like, oh, um, Keaton's back. Okay, we're going to see this. I was like, that's why. Okay, (laughs) sure. (laughs) I guess it worked on someone. <laughs> the, now there is a, that's a, crazy this, because that's how the trailer. Feels
0: that's, that's all it for is. <laughs> that's all it is. Nostalgia is a very strong tool. We've learned. We've learned this before, and yes. I have a feeling that's the only thing that's going to be able to redeem this for me. If they can still find a way to tongue in cheek, like I, I, you heard there was like a rumored um uh Wonder Woman linda carter thing they removed oh yeah Cameo? they had removed the linda carter thing they had removed supposedly a cgi christopher reeves thing um and then that they were talking awkward. about they were talking about whether or not this the Keaton was still going to be in it you know there's still a lot of moments where he could be running and you can bump into clooney or that he see clooney checking his nipples in the wind mirror or something like
2: that you know what i'm saying like they could really <laughs> this <laughs> sounds like the editing from crisis on infinite Earths.
0: Wait a minute. Now it does. And now that I just realized it, I don't think that that is possible because do, because that would mean that they share an Alfred or something. I don't know how that works. There's a, there's a, uh, I'm not sure. Are those four <laughs> films supposedly in the same universe? Uh, there, is
2: a, there is a theory that those four films are the same Bruce,
0: Right, just played by different men.
2: Yeah. The theory.
0: It would have to be because they adopt Robin in Forever and he's still there in... Uh, in Batman and Robin So at least those two Bruce's have to be oh, the yeah. same But that Alfred was the same for all four right.
3: <laughs> So
0: Yeah, he's he's That's why I always gave him that distinction He's the only guy, I think, besides uh, Commissioner Gordon Who did nothing in those movies <laughs> Oh, right, <laughs> right, right Who's Christ. in all four of those films And in the fourth one, they give him McGregor Syndrome <laughs> Like
1: Iris's mom Ra- Holy <laughs> crap I think you just put a nice little like, missing Link in the whole multiverse that is Batman live action. Bring that out for Holy him. Crap. He's the only one. Yeah, oh, there's dead. always he's...
2: been some some theory that those are supposed to be the same Bruce Wayne. And that, like, he's going through this arc of just accepting people into his life where he gets Robin and then he gets Alicia Silverstone, even though Silverstone got nothing out of it at the end of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not at all. Uh, she got, to go to the, just, she got to go to the god, Dew pitch black back match. girl, just get shafted. Um, she no. got
0: screwed, she got screwed, but she did get to go to that Mountain Dew pitch black match with uh Robin. Oh, Oh
1: my god, the
0: rave, bro! The rave, she got to go to the rave. No, yeah, she that got movie screwed was by.
1: so cartoonish.
0: Suit me up, Uncle Alfred. That's the part I always remember. <laughs> and and, uh, his, and that got his one that,
2: I've got one that fits you perfectly. His password I've been is Peg. i planning this for years.
0: That was it. That's his million-dollar fucking. T- uh, there's a billion-dollar armory downstairs, and um, the password is Peg. And the, and the and the and the the picture to the right of the computer is a woman named Peg. <laughs> and it just
2: yeah. Wow.
1: Also, the Bruce.
2: <laughs> the sort of the sort of sarcastic. I'm Batman is killing me. Like yeah. we all know this is a joke. Yes. Right? No, what I love killed how me? He
0: said it slowly,
1: like because he's yeah.
0: like, yeah, yeah. Pause, pause, bad man.
1: pause. I'm Batman. <laughs> like when they, they did... know. I love how like they know it.
0: When they did the sped up <laughs> action and movies. stuff, I'm like, I'm like, that's Keaton. Keaton in that suit. <laughs> Backflip right, like, and what? kicking me with a hand. <laughs> I'm like, when was this? At nine two? When the, when was... When
2: I feel <laughs> like I feel like Michael Shannon read this script. Is just like, so I'm just doing this again
0: yeah i did with not, a female I, I didn't do the um new rock stars watch through so there's like there's only one thing i'm confused about in the trailer and it seems to be there's a long-haired man who like opens a secret compartment and everything moves away i don't know oh, if they're trying to say that that's long-haired old bruce is that what they're trying to say yep yeah they get like that long-haired was... here, like long he looked like yep. arthur harrow right? yep. <laughs> right, <laughs> What are we doing? What are we doing with Michael Keaton back? you think about to put a wig on Michael Keaton? Oh, no. Oh! <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Michelle Pfeiffer better be in there because they teased Not them I... being married in crisis. So now you got to put Michelle Pfeiffer in that bitch somehow. Oh, did the, they? At the end. Is it in yeah. one of the papers? Yeah, it's in the newspaper. That um, gotcha. that I think that that Robin reads from the actual Robin, the uh, Gosh, well, I can't remember his name now. Ward, Bert Ward reads oh, before Burt he Ward, dies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, before he dies. Dolly T. Yeah.
2: Willikers. Hey,
0: only <laughs> only rusted metal, Batman. No, I mean the the metal it has, <laughs> it has holes. its it, it totally fucking you can't Batman kill the metal. Forever. Batman Forever is ridiculous, bro. It's so uh, we we'll be, we'll be doing some of that that in preparation for the Flash. So get ready.
2: I look forward to Supergirl doing Supergirl things. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah completely unhinged in this completely <laughs> wrecking shop she says her name is
0: kara straight up so we know that yes she is Supergirl, um and like not just like a male kyle we know that she is you know, know the like, cousin
1: she's the daughter of
0: she's not kyle right or Ka- kala w- which
1: version of this
3: is
0: It. she could very well be um zod's uh, uh, in relation to zod they got beef somehow some way um I'm I'm almost thinking that whatever Barry did, he's messing up the events of Man of Steel, and thus when he gets back because that's what,
2: where we needed to go back to.
0: That's what messed up all of this. <laughs> I wonder if there was somebody out there who said that this was the domino that ruined it all. So we're going back to yeah, Man of I Steel. wonder who. We're going back to George, Man of have Steel. you
2: been ghostwriting? <laughs> right,
0: George. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, good, hold on, I gotta call. Uh, uh, James, I'll call you back. Hold on, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> so, okay, so, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I think we're gonna see the third act of Man of Steel, but instead of Superman, we have Supergirl. Zosh's gonna be still be in there. What I thought was interesting was that'll I be saw the TV third time
2: on. we see the third act of Man of Steel. Yes
0: yes which is and they brought bruce in now bruce is bruce is now in the fight instead of running you know whatever direction he was running in last time um yeah and uh what was the most interesting is i saw a tv spot for it and they were using the world engines you know uh what is it called uh dubstep yeah they were using the, the world All engines the
3: dubstep.
0: <laughs> As the theme for it, like they were, it was kind of creating a song for it. and I'm like, wait, we're doing dubstep. Are we getting Zimmer back? Like, hold on, like I got a lot of emotions. Elfman for (laughs) for my Batman. Are we getting in Zimmer for fucking uh uh flag What Machete? Who you calling? I'm very confused. Are
2: we (laughs) are we in agreement that Inception ruined trailers for like six years?
0: They ruined a lot of trailers. A little bit. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs>
1: and and, Mar- and, and thinking, it with the lies in their trailers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, well not the lies, but like the 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 that one noise from the Inception trailer that you Wah. heard forever. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's to to
0: go. Yeah, they Wah. did Wah. One. Wah. It, it works though. You get me one with like, a, like an Wah. alarm in the background. I they did that. They did that for where one of her yeah, trailers had a black widow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well,
3: well, yeah, well.
0: yeah, that, yeah. And I was like,
3: that—that
0: uh, <laughs> was Killmonger. You went to the Killmonger.
2: <laughs> we had a whole, we had a whole discussion uh, in the in the chat room earlier about like. <laughs> Trailer music that never makes it Into the film is better than what Yeah, you
0: breaks my heart The first trailer for Aquaman has a badass Song in it and it has nothing to do with the film They just licensed license that song For the trailer and then they just had somebody do a whole Motif or whatever Um yeah,
1: That's how I felt about Infinity War Like that whole Teaser trailer was just epic as shit When they first premiered, they were like the one in two parts Yeah, was never heard from again
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Out of here, out of here. Speaking of out of here, what other trailers you want to talk about?
2: Uh, that's all I had on like from the, Super, Super, the, Super. I feel like those are the only three comic book ones, and I haven't even—I honestly didn't even watch the Transformers one.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I have not seen a Transformers movie since I decided to watch Bumblebee on a on a random. What do you think? <laughs> uh, Bumblebee was all right.
3: I okay. saw... I got that in for it. <laughs>
2: I got nothing for it really i last
0: I mean, thing i saw just, was through for the me third i think i if people are digging this rebrand like listen i'm do i'm feeling it with dc so if they're getting things finally right over there and people are digging it
2: you know oh uh, transformers yeah oh but yeah they gotta
1: get they gotta get together because literally all their movies are disconjoined they don't reference it. the last thing it's just a whole yeah. multiverse of just transformers stuff. now they're streamlining it you know they're adding yeah. they're just starting a new Bringing the past into the present, bringing the future into the present, or bringing the future back. Like, I don't know, but I'm all, I'm here all for it. I'm here for I'll it
2: tell all. you what I did appreciate. I appreciated the uh, the Mario Brothers plumbing commercial.
0: <laughs> I saw that today.
1: I like that, too. I like the nostalgic feel I had. Like, it felt like I was watching, like, a Super Nintendo commercial. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the funniest thing, too. Like, it had the
1: whole old aesthetic to it. Oh, what? Yeah.
0: No the funniest thing to me, and obviously I'm gonna be a bit biased, right is hmm. that they show that they are plumbers from Brooklyn. To yeah. my knowledge, the only thing that ever said that was that first terrible film, right? Like I think it's the uh, it's the illusion that New Yorker like I'm sorry, it's the illusion that he's Italian. So, blue, made, co- blue collar Italian. Yeah, blue collar Italian. Well, so, I guess blue collar Italian plumber is in New York. So, give him a bit of a New York accent, you know, in that first film. Um, so, yeah, they made all that up for that first film. And now, are we saying canonically that the <laughs> Super Mario Brothers worked in Brooklyn? Because that's, that's kind of tight. He has <laughs> someone <laughs> born in Brooklyn, born in Brooklyn. Yeah.
1: Actually, yeah. There's a I whole documentary yeah, on the yeah. origin of it, and the voice actor confirmed that. I think back we, in the day, like they did, my give man. him a New York accent, but he just said, "It's me," and it just came out like Italian. But you know, Italians and all types of minorities and people live in New York, Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx. You know, so yeah, yeah. The Italian would say, "Like, yo, it's me, diploma You know, I'm here to picture, <laughs> you're,
0: you're me plumber. and my you know, brother. Like, yeah, let's go,
1: Mario. Here we go. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I <laughs> forgot he's always terrified of his own shadow and shit. Luigi's Luigi Mansion man. wow, movie when. Wow. You know? <laughs> I mean, Luigi's hey, movie voice down. Gang <laughs> gang. But uh
1: let's get on with this news though. I got some I got this long piece for this Ant-Man. Well, spoiler alert, y'all. Ant-Man 4 is confirmed.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh confirmed
1: right
3: confirmed. <laughs> what are they out, what are they out there doing
1: spoiled... oh well it's been spoiled that scott lang's ant-man will survive the the events of ant-man and the wasp consummania so i don't believe it
2: God. considering i saw <laughs> 600 of them that feels like a dis- a mislead oh uh, there? i'm hoping yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a bait and switch
1: but currently the teams over at marvel studios are working on an ant-man 4 This would also make the Ant-Man franchise the third solo story to progress into a fourth movie, respectively, after the Thor and Captain America franchises. And, Mm -hmm. speaking with comicbook.com, Marvel Studios producer Parliament member Stephen Broussard revealed that the team is already discussing the ideas for Ant-Man for ahead of Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know, way before the opening weekend this weekend when this episode airs. Broussard noted that MCU team is already thinking about it, explaining that the studio always looks at the ideas for new stories after finishing each MCU project, he stated. We're already thinking about it. It's like every movie, its own battle, and you bear the scars of making it and wanting to make it great. But hope springs eternal, and you start to put yourself back together after the journey of making the movie. You're like, yeah, what if we did X? And what if we did Y? And yeah. Really committed. it, It kind of makes sense. Like, it's, no, no, it yeah. honestly feels like there's no surprises no more with like every movie come out unless someone like important dies. I assume a sequel's going to come out for a movie, you know? Why not?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, um, yeah, they're talking about that the conversations are already happening over at Marvel. The comicbook.com uh, posted that a week ago. Uh, before, yeah. but, but what's funny is one of the articles that came up when I just looked it up says Michael Douglas says he's opening to return in Ant Man 4 as long as I can die he's over oh yes I did
3: see that (laughs)
0: kill me that
1: is a way to send off a character
0: we're calling that the Harrison Ford (laughs)
1: bring me back but kill me yes Yes, and I can see that totally ahead because there was a massive rumor going forward after Secret Wars all of the stories TV shows projects and tie-in comics will be battle world centered story so we could see a universe where Hank pin did create ultron and die by the hands of ultron or just from the events of the other ant-man film so
0: yeah yeah they're doing to their own flashpoint, <laughs> uh you know the secret wars is basically going to supposedly be a reset so they can do things their, their way that they want to a world where mutants coexist with the fantastic four and everybody else uh because that's currently not how it stands but um it theirs is gonna feel a bit earned, dare I say, <laughs> when we nah. get there. Yes. Uh whereas yeah.
1: If you think about it, like, what was the first Marvel movie back in what? Blade Blade came out what? In
0: 98.
1: And now we're here in twenty twenty three or when Super Wars comes out, twenty twenty-five.
0: So yeah, twenty six years.
1: years is a fun is a multiverse of combining all these Marvel properties.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be
1: it's gonna be fun though. It's going to be crazy, and speaking of Secret Wars, another massive rumor, and I honestly don't think it's that much rumor. I believe it's going to happen. Marvel Studios is considering turning Secret Wars into a two-part movie like they did with Infinity War. According to a report in Fandom Wire, based on a tweet by a Twitter page called Sp- Spider-Man News, they're pretty reliable with leaks and other, you know, basically confirmed news that's happened in the past. I had to fact check them. I'm like, I don't know. Right, yeah, right, right, right. They, they, they got a lot of stuff right on the on the head. There have been massive speculations going around that Secret Wars might be released in a two part theatrical release, just as Avengers: Infinity War and the Endgame movies. And hearing that, and I totally, I can believe it. Secret Wars is way too big of a movie just to contain all that in one movie. Infinity War and Endgame are already basically three hours apart. Your three move, three hour movies, basically. Like mm-hmm. we can. Secret Wars is basically going to be the same thing. <laughs> hey, I can always see Secret Wars being at least six hours, five hours. Like, also, um, they put it on HBO Max. Like, you know how Justice League started coming was up four yeah. hours long? I can see Secret Wars being five, if not four hours and a half hours long. Because there's so much story there.
3: It's too much yeah.
1: there. There's a build up there. You got to watch the Martin- multiverse clap, come back together. Die, King, Doom, The Beyonders, this, that, and the third. Like, yeah, no. two part that movie? Do it! <laughs> How uh, else can you explain the X-Men of Fantastic Four here?
2: <laughs> well, they've got movies to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I If that were the case, I would... I would put out there that the, the attempt at what they were doing with the schedule before and the way they changed it now would reflect on it being, well, instead of us doing... Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars in the same years. We just do Secret Wars 1 and 2 in the same year.
0: Yeah. Which is mm. why Secret Wars
2: gets pushed back.
0: Yeah.
1: That makes so much sense. And it that literally opened the gap for more in-between storytelling with those two Avengers projects. Because man, the last Avengers movie was Endgame back in 2019? If I'm mistaken, yeah. 2019, endgame yep. 2019, we mm-hmm. won't see Avengers again until like King Dynasty. Yeah, so it'll be six years. That's a massive gap.
2: And we still don't even know what the Avengers, Avengers means parts. at this point. <laughs> yeah. Right? We team, still don't know. even look like, like? Until,
3: yeah.
1: it, until New World Order d- or Thunderbolts, one of those two will give us an answers to that question, hopefully. Because King Dynasty is literally around the corner and with Quantumania down the street, <laughs> we will see the Avengers have to come to head come the blows against the stand and how they are come together i have all the leaks and rumors but hey it's all subject to change
0: (laughs) it's all 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 of it is and i'm pretty interested in seeing how they're going to you know it's uh, so dc's got to get people to buy tickets to the flash to aquaman 2 and to shazam with them knowing that everything is going to end in flames with their universe right similarly they you know marvel has to the kang stuff has to mean something you know even though we're about to go into a two-part most likely dr doom led uh a story the mm-hmm. kang we can't just like yada yada through kang like we started a lot of shit with kang you know so we kind of have to
3: that should,
0: that should feel like something in and of itself that should feel like something heavy that should feel like something worthwhile and how do we do that when we're already looking you know to the fun part, <laughs> the fun thing. I,
2: I, will yeah, argue I, that, I would yeah. argue that they've already planted that seed in Kang. Yeah. He just
1: springs up in multiple projects until Kang Dynasty. Well, not even
2: just that, but that, um, that in one of the more recent trailers, Kang does allude to someone putting him there. Okay. And All that right. he is going after them.
0: That would be interesting. So yeah, who that to, is? Could be a dictator.
2: <laughs> I
1: assume it's one of the Kangs. Like, he just survived the, the multiversal war and just got stuck there. It got banished there since he caused the last one, maybe. I'm, I'm just... I'm speculating
0: Yeah, because he can't I'm break out and get who, he who remains. Because he'll break out and be like, oh, I guess somebody already got his ass. I guess, I guess somebody I already am. shanked his ass. I would love to see Kang pop up in Loki season two and be like, "Yo, thank you, by the way." Uh, <laughs> you know, I uh, oh the guy was a real asshole. My awesome.
3: God, like, well, worst,
0: awesome. I would love to
1: see Loki and Owen Wilson in Quantum Mania. Just <laughs> in the end, just they're just seeing Kang just escape into the TVA when Loki appeared back in and he, everything was changed, just to tie both of those together.
0: We don't that even have great. a release
2: date for Loki season two, huh? No,
1: we just have the season summer.
2: The only thing we have a release date for right now is Guardians. And
0: Marvel's. I I think Marvel's had a release date.
2: Um, Uh, Pretty much the movies. The movies have release dates. Yeah. But like the movies have release dates like a year or two beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: They already know. They're just like, they just want to make sure, you know, nothing else is dropping in the month, even though it doesn't matter.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But we are the ones making sure that we are looking for all this stuff out there in the multiverse. You got anything else on the plate over there, a Oh, uh, just another speculation
1: rumor about the Fantastic Four. Uh, I forget. Uh, Millie Kunis was spotted oh, with the director yeah. of Fantastic Four movie, uh, Matt Shackman, which literally sparked all the, the Masters fans. She's playing Furby. Everyone was like,
3: nah. <laughs> <laughs> with the voice, Mega's is Furby. Yeah. She playing furby.
0: Come on, man. Let's go let's, 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 on. Get out of here. Uh, that voice. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't seen
1: her. I haven't seen her blonde. I haven't seen her blonde on.
2: No. Our, boy, her blonde our boy. Man. Yogi likes her as um uh who's thing's wife. Oh, uh, Alicia Masters, mm. right?
0: Yes. Yeah, blind Alicia Masters. Um, uh, I don't know. It has me, me, me Oh, she had short blonde hair for a bit. Oh, I guess short blonde hair that could make her good for. Oh, sue. Was, uh, <laughs> no, um, no, no, no. She oh, was you're talking about like just her
1: with short blonde hair.
0: Yeah, there's a there's. She did a film called The Spy Who Dumped Me, and she rocked a short blonde hair for a little bit of that. I was oh, I'd never seen Mila hmm. Kunis blonde because they were talking about that possibly she could be cast as Invisible Woman, but um.
2: Right, right, that would be, that would, no, I that the, would I
0: be the the
1: first inferno. Yeah. 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 Then Furby. Be hilarious because like her voice, her voice is literally iconic. You you would recognize Seventy Show or Mag for Family Guy. Like you, you can't help but hear it because it's her voice. She doesn't change enough. Oh.
0: <laughs> Where's your bucal fat girl? That's a whole other conversation for a whole other time. <laughs> anyway. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Dave, way, I've,
0: I've heard that. I heard the Dave Patel rumors. That Dave Patel might be playing um, Reed. There was rumors about that for a bit. Adam Driver still. Oh, yeah.
1: Him, Adam Driver, and... our oh, boy uh, from uh, U.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hmm. There's like, so many just, options like, at this like point. This. I was just like, I'm just going to sit back and wait on this.
1: I can't wait. Like, no, they need to release the casting for Fantastic Four. Like, so we can... I mean, hey, there's something for us to speculate and talk about as each week comes out, but it's still eating at my face because of the, the, the bad taste those first two Fantastic Four movies. No, three Fantastic Four movies left in my mouth. So it's like, I need this now.
2: I don't and feel then. like the first one was bad <laughs> on a casting level. Oh, no, not on
1: a casting level. Just on a pure, why did y'all do this to Doom? That's not Doom. What is going on? I feel the, the campy family friendliness. This is for kids, for real. But as a comic book for, like reader fan... Y'all butchered my first family.
0: No, <laughs> no, the first like it,
1: family. Like great, nothing against Chris Evans, nothing against the actors. Great, like pract- practical use of the thing. That was great. You bring him back, but just the plot. The plot. <laughs> Why did y'all do that to Doom? That's not Victor Von Doom.
3: Why did y'all play, do that to I'm my man? Like, there's not hoping. one mention
1: of Latveria in those movies. Not one.
0: And, and they put him in a shipping container. They ended the greatest villain of Marvel of all time. And They put he him on
1: a, electrical. Put him on a shipping container. Electri- electrical fingers? Oh yeah, yes, yes. Lightning fingers. Oh, watch out! Like he had metal underneath his science? skin. I think. Where was the magic? Or Wait, right? Metal skin? What? I can't remember. That's why I you can't. Re- where was the? Where was the monks? Where was his mother? Where was the lab? Where-
0: We'll get there. I need, I need we got you, magic the casting. Doom makes here. more sense in the universe where magic already exists. And now that magic exists in our universe, it's going to be an easy peasy thing to slot his ass in. And with the Doctor Strange movie getting moved up, supposedly, and then trying to t- tie in the stuff with Dormammu and stuff, you know, that's going to lead into more dark magic. And maybe Mordo actually gets to do something before he dies again in this whole fucking universe. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's neither here nor there um well, uh, so That's all I
1: got for the news. <laughs> I can go back to the multiverse and keep scouring, y'all.
0: <laughs> yeah, keep looking, keep looking. Next week, we will do our full uh recap and spoiler filled review of Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. So if you guys are hearing this episode and have seen the uh the film, go ahead and send your thoughts over to comicbookclick at gmail.com and we will read your thoughts on the film live uh, or, I guess, during our next recording. Um, but I want to go ahead and thank A. Rob, the Marvel God, for bringing us welcome, welcome. the news. Milestone Media, co- co-founded in 1993 by artists Dennis Cowen, writers Dwayne McDuffie and Michael T. Davis, and Black Enterprise EVP slash Chief Content Officer Derek T. Dingle, collaborated with DC to create a fictional city of Dakota, Dakota and some of the most unique, innovative characters in comics such as Static, Icon, Hardwire, Blood Syndicate, and more. In the film we're about to cover, it examines the founders' trajectory through the last 30 years, detailing their unwavering commitment, passion, and perseverance to rise to the top of the comic book industry as Black creators. With tenacity and dynamic artistic expression, the creators of Milestone Media continue to influence culture and, and ignite revolutionary change through characters that reflect the lived Black experience. We are here to talk about and celebrate Milestone comments, but mostly to talk about the DC-produced uh, documentary, Milestone Generations, which celebrates and uh, kind of goes through the creation and subsequent uh Rebirth of the milestone brand uh, Before we get fully into all of this uh, GT what were your um, What's your background with milestone if if any
2: Um, Absolutely none actually uh, <laughs> uh, I can actually say that For about 15 minutes before we'd actually gotten started I had probably watched Static Shock for the first day of time Because um, okay. it did not imprint on me when it was out Okay. uh <clears throat> i don't remember what was on at the same time honestly i i'm pretty sure i was definitely watching like the batman superman adventures at th- at that point that was the you know those are the big ones yeah and um i think back then i they they had a lot when you had those weekday afternoon superhero cartoons going around uh yeah that's why I have a memory of the the, the stuff that didn't last long, like Iron Man and Fantastic Four with its wild ass theme song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Silver Surfer. But Silver Surfer, yeah. So but no, I, I have I had no actual um knowledge of, of of milestone stuff. Uh we didn't really have a comic book shop. I think I think we had a, one of those uh I think in the old days where, where, when you got out of a train station there was a small newspaper magazine shop right in front of it, okay. that was sort of like connected and adjacent. I think there was always one, uh like little turnstile there that had comic books on it. Ah, uh, most the of that stuff, pharmacy
0: rack. Yeah, yes, yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the old pharmacy rack full of comic books, but that stuff was usually just like it was the nineties, man. It was Spawn and it was Batman and it was. Gosh. Uh, it's in your face. Uh,
1: X Men probably. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, a lot of lines and a lot of tall people. What does
0: uh? What does the idea of a black owned comic book company uh, mean to you? Like, you, you watch this documentary. What, what, what? What were your first thoughts?
2: Um, that is almost like, in a sense, it's good that it did, but it's almost a shame it started too early. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that as well. You know um, um to be ahead of to be ahead of your time, you have to deal with the bad with the bad news, which is that you're going to be dealing with a lot of people on the behind of it. And yeah. and, and and that tends to win out for a while. Um it, it it's just one of those things where it's like you're sort of watching something that's destined to fail for all the wrong reasons.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, it. Then, you know, as of 2023 is not a, well, I mean, it recently got re, uh, rebranded and has a rebirth under DC right. now, but you knew that it wasn't something prominent growing up. So you knew that, you know, it's like them talking about how great the Titanic was. It's like, yeah, we, well, we, I know how this story ends. You know, it doesn't.
2: Yeah. <laughs> happy, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, I will say before we get too far away from it that, because yeah. I know you'll appreciate this, George. Black Enterprise just sounds like the most wrestling stable name I've ever heard. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> um but yeah, I I I've I had no no recollection of of anything that was ever like a, a milestone brand. Uh it's hard to get past those those Pantheon guys when it comes to branding and um just getting any any bit of the market share, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. when the stuff up front and, and on top is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and all of the X-Men you could probably muster, it, it, I, I can't tell you that I have any memory of ever seeing anything called Icon and Rocket. I don't think I learned about that until, like, my early, uh, maybe early mid-20s. I may have heard okay. of that yeah. at some point. I don't know why, but I did. No, <laughs> you
0: know, it happens. Sometimes you just come across. Like, I found out about, I, I found out that I had been seeing Ravager from Wildstorm like a bunch of different times. And then I was like, oh, okay. that's who that guy was. You know
2: what I'm saying? Like, you just see, yeah. sometimes you just see characters <laughs> right. and you don't really
0: understand where they've come from.
2: I think uh, it's one of those things where it's like they have a conversation about like, oh, yeah, yeah There's, there's. We, we made Superman and then there's a version of Superman and all things. And it's like one of them's icon from Milestone. I'm like, what's that?
0: yeah like well who's that guy with uh cape being held by like a brass ring or something in the middle of his chest right yeah no i totally get it uh a-rob did you have much of a background with milestone before you uh watched this documentary
1: uh after watching it i was thoroughly surprised how it just reignited so many old memories of uh Plot twist, or I'm thirty years old. So I'm basically the same age as Milestone Comics. So yeah, congratulations! To find out, like, <laughs> thirty-five. Right, that oh, well, it was like it was weird for me to like to find out that this 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 company has been around for so long, and then I wasn't aware of it. Like back in the yeah. day, my father, like he had this old comic. I read it. It was static shock you know i was born in 92 i read it like i looked at it read it in 98 97 yeah. and you know i didn't think much of it because you know at the time you know batman superman you know those were the well-known heroes you know spider-man and then yeah. static shock came out on wb and that's when i really got exposed to it but back then i didn't know that was milestone comics i thought it was just a cartoon or when i then when he had the team up episodes with the dc characters and stuff I'm like, okay He's part of the Superman, Batman universe. But knowing that after watching the documentary, after gaining all this knowledge about it, that I had this love for this character from this company that I didn't know existed kind of like filled my heart. Yeah. It it was a good feeling.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it goes to to show that they were were serving an underserved market, you know? Um, That's why characters like Static, still ten- stand the test of time um we'll go through i took a couple of notes uh about how things unfolded i actually even watched a different documentary called um uh robert kirkman's secret origin of comics uh because
2: that's history right
0: yeah secret history yeah um this the one we watched was produced by dc but dc and milestone weren't always on the best of terms so theirs is a bit nicer so i went back to the kirkman one to uh sort of kind of see if there was any missing truths that they didn't want to release it's
2: it's watching a video on the montreal screwjob made by wwe it's just like yeah feel like (laughs) you're picking a side on this one
0: the r kelly trials produced by r kelly you know it's like
2: (laughs) yeah it's like
0: they're only gonna tell it one way bro that's so but um basically the documentary unfolds by saying that like while dc had notable black characters like black lightning uh, John Stewart's Green Lantern and Nubia. 90% of the company's characters and their creators were white as the industry was predominantly Caucasian for decades. Um, yeah. the, the Kirkman uh, documentary will go on to say that That's it was character
2: capacity <laughs> 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 it,
0: it was characters like Black Panther and characters like Luke Cage that would end up inspiring you know young creators like uh, Dennis Cowan and like um, Derek. Uh, Dingle, who ends up being the uh, EVP of Black Enterprise, like those guys were long term childhood friends, and they would go over reading stuff like Black Panther and um, Luke Cage. With the Black Panther stuff, there was like a good and bad. He was badass. He got introduced fighting the Fantastic Four. A, a, you know, they that team took down Galactus, but they got their ass whipped by one dude and a cat literally. out there.
3: Literally.
0: You know, and so... Literally,
1: <laughs> the issue before they took down Galactus. Next issue, Black Panther putting the paws on him.
0: Yeah, so, so instantly it's like, <laughs> oh, not only a black hero, but one that they're putting above predominantly you know predominantly known white heroes so while they liked that they didn't like the fact that every time they read the credits it was always a white writer writing for him so it was like eh luke cage seemed to be a bit better but then they realized that inside those books had incredibly stereotyped characters as well i instantly think of black mariah like the fact that that name even got passed <laughs> past the first fucking <laughs> yeah and they mentioned Master that thing. in the documentary like the this- Just to make if you want to make sure the character is black, you put black in front of their name, black, (laughs) Black, black, well, not black Panther,
1: but like just black something.
0: No, black Panther, definitely black 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 Vulcan, (laughs) black Vulcan. Oh yeah, black Vulcan. (laughs) uh, All that stuff. (laughs) Uh, It was ridiculous. Oh yeah, that that Vulcan. Um, So they, um, they, they knew that there was an issue, you know, they knew that there was a lack of, of black creators writing for black characters but they were both very young at the time uh dennis cowan at 17 you know is like sweeping floors and getting coffee but he decides he's going to walk up to dc and walk up to the art director and show him the work that he's been practicing because he's been sitting under the learning tree of other comic book creators he gives the guy this the art director this book of art and he's incredibly nervous that the guy's going to turn him down the guy's like great work this this, art's excellent the only thing is we already have a colored artist." And that, that was it. That was the end of conversations (laughs) with Dennis. Now this is in the, this is in the Robert Kirkman documentary. This is not in the DC documentary. They make it a point not to say that a DC art director told him we have, we already have a colored artist like that. we checked the box already. We already have a colored artist. We don't have room for fucking two madness.
2: There was a place in my head that just imagined that, that conversation getting very confused. Yeah. (laughs) Like a colorist? Like, we already have saying? a colored like, artist. We only have a colored It's Like, we could like, I mean, always use more colors. Like, no, yeah. you don't understand.
0: No, we no, only have. No, we <laughs> have the one. Look, he's over there. <laughs> he's back there. Um, re- ridiculous. And the fact that you could just say it that flippantly. Yeah. The fact that you could just be like, oh, yeah, by the oh, way, man. you know, mm-hmm. occupancy full. Sorry. You know, we already checked that box. Let's
2: move for more white artists, you know, in case. Yeah. In case you know what he wants
0: and because they I guess they didn't have the Marvel the mark you know the ability to talk about Marvel it was in the other documentary that says that Jim Shooter is who hired uh Dennis to write for Luke Cage because he was black um and then he would later write for Black Panther and he ended up coming up with a story where the king dealt with the horrors of the apartheid um and the tragedy that goes with that so um it was at Marvel that Dennis met Michael Davis and they became fast friends. Dennis also met Dwayne McDuffie when they worked on Deathlock together. And they both agreed that they were frustrated with the glass ceiling for black creators. Um, and I, I can also see that too, right? There's only so long you can help white people write black characters. Right.
3: <laughs> like, hey, so you just want hey, to push this up right me. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like,
0: Hey, uh, what would you say in this instance? <laughs> what's the slang <laughs> word you people
2: use in this in this now movie. i have morales. just called you yeah 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 this is how you get that uh, teen swagger
0: this is how you get that door <laughs> that miles morales door. this is how this is, how, this is how that <laughs> no
1: happens. um yeah that's exactly how
0: it happened
2: the perfect uh My, our our, I, our good friend wants to like needs to own that comic just to understand how bad it gets
0: yes yes because it does um so what i liked about the what i like that was pointed out by the documentary is they talk about how the late 80s and the early 90s was like this this um boiling pot of black creativity and black culture which i never thought about but if you think about it holy shit it, it totally it fucking was, was. It totally I, was.
2: Yes. It's like the As Spike area, man right?
0: who
1: grew yeah. up in the predominantly black city in 90, 1992, yes, the cultural phenomenon that is black culture and hip-hop, our music, art, everything. Yeah, no, it blew up in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. For sure. Right, the power. Let the police <laughs> come straight from the... <laughs> the, 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 the yeah.
0: Like the rebel. The, yes. Yeah. Hip-hop, yes. The we moved. We moved quite away from Rapper's Delight. And we are, you know, we're talking about some real things going on in, in real places and everywhere else, mediums like hip hop, film, modern art, sports, fashion, black culture is thriving. Um, and these avenues brought black stories to the forefront for the first time in years, telling unique perspectives of their urban culture or, or their urban creators. And this is like we were just talking about, like the Spike Lee era. And Spike Lee was also known for being independent. You know, he, he's, he's, he's doing his own thing so um the era of the successful black businessman had arrived who made profit off of their artistic expression is what was said um instead of looking for approval many independent black creatives like spike lee would strike out on their own using hard work and a renewed confidence in their abilities to stand out Uh, and Mm -hmm. the same thing with spike spike was incredibly brash right spike was incredibly confident and brash and out there and you wasn't going to tell him no he's going to do it his way and he was I'm using him as an example, but there were so many people bur- bursting through doors in that fashion. Uh it's it's literally the walk this way uh, <laughs> the mu- music video. <laughs> nice when they when they bust through the <laughs> they bust through the door and like what, are, what, are, what are you white people doing.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Put the speakers against the wall. Anyway, <laughs> um uh yeah so in 1989 at a new york comic-con famed comic book artist jim steranko approaches dennis cowan and asks him if he would uh knows anyone who's interested in creating black comic book characters and suggests that he himself would be unable to tell those stories uh dennis would go on to work for dc co-creating the character of henry ducard uh gt uh our boy henry from uh, batman And he co-created that character with a guy named Sam Ham. Sam uh, is a white gentleman who put Dennis onto Public Enemy. I thought that story was pretty funny. Yeah, (laughs) where where the the white co-worker is like, "Hey, bro, have you heard? Have you heard this? Get jiggy with this!" He gives them them Public Enemy, and I also love the fact that Dennis is like he like instantly became militant. Like at the end of finishing the album,
2: (laughs) I was a different (laughs) man at the end of that week.
1: Yeah,
0: man. (laughs) It, it, that's what good music do to you change your whole perspective hundred you know, percent yeah and they didn't mince words in public enemy you know they said it exactly how they saw it exactly how they lived it um unapologetic and you go from a career where you're kind of doing what you're thinking you're supposed to right going around shaking hands making coffee sweeping floors for an opportunity and those opportunities all show to have a glass ceiling so ultimately, you have you – now you're at a fork in the road. Or do you just continue playing nice and hoping that somebody eventually gives you what you're looking for in this in this medium? Or you strike out on your own and, and face the consequences if it doesn't work. It's, it's a hell of a gamble. But when you put it that way, you know, there really is only one thing to do at that point, right?
1: Uh, and They, they played a hell of a gamble. They did a hell of a gamble.
0: You think you would have had the balls to do something like that at that time, GT? 90s? Own comic book company? Oof.
2: You know, as as I'm as I'm watching the whole thing unfold, I'll say this. If I was the first guy they had gone to, maybe not. If I was like the last <laughs> guy and I'd only <laughs> seen like four of them, I'm like, well, if they're in okay, maybe this is... <laughs> Mar-
0: Marvel must have been bugging out because milestone and image are made like in a year of each other. So like in a year's time, yeah. a bunch of people just leave and make their own companies. And Mars like uh uh uh, heroes reborn,
3: (laughs) (laughs) right? Uh, Yeah,
1: because the '90s had the comic bus. Like, literally, the market was oversaturated with stories. Like, literally, there was an X Men team for everything. There was an X Men issue. Like, every character had their own run. Like, is that a problem
0: now? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, They make uh, it a. They make it a point to depends, say... honestly. The new X-Men slaps. <laughs> they make it a point like, to say that um, the death of Superman, you know, created a collector's bubble. Sure. That then... So, it got everybody into comics in the early 90s. But by the late 90s, everyone had collected 50 of every issue. And none of them were worth anything because everyone had them. And uh, the comics uh, bubble sort of burst, which, you know, I believe... Majority of the creatives in image don't make it past the 2000s. <laughs> I think a lot of those guys started asking for their jobs back on the other side, and then. But I guess you know, that's an interesting awesome.
2: problem. I guess that's a that's a different, and interesting problem because it's like there was a market for comic books, but the the value of the comic books created a sub market, and and everyone kept feeding to this just... own money making scheme. Mm-hmm. And then when the and then when people started making more supply because more books went out, it just it destroyed. Like everything is. Just, it's it's the right and left hand just punching each other yeah yep yeah yeah that's literally what happened yeah so that's
0: funny. <laughs> um yeah so like i said denny was listening to public enemy uh, Dennis, sorry, uh, brash, outspoken. They discussed modern issues facing minorities. And so this made him think of the conversation with Starenko, where he realized that there, if there is an actual lack of black superheroes in comics, maybe him and some other black creators can change that. So he would go on to pitch his all black comic book company with black characters to his friends, Michael T. Davis and Dwayne McDuffie at San Diego Comic-Con in 1991. They both think he's crazy, but they agree to do it. They would seek out Derek T. Dingle, who ran Black Enterprises Enterprise Magazine for his business acumen, and they started meeting up secretly to pitch ideas, find funding, and create a portfolio of characters. Um, their portfolio would eventually and affectionately be called the Milestone Bible. It is a single document containing information on all the characters, their backstories, relationships, personality traits, and the major locations they frequent. Um, so those who may not be, um,
2: what is it, initiated? Black, black people beating secretly for anything makes folks uncomfortable.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those, those who are not initiated, uh, initiated. Um, the, the codiverse or, you know, the, the, the universe that Milestone inhabits kind of starts off with one key event called the Big Bang. It's a, it's a significant event in the fictional history of Milestone Comics, in which many superheroes and supervillains, including Static and the Blood Syndicate, got their powers. Uh, the concept was a brainchild of Christopher, Christopher Priest, who cites African American urban legends as the inspiration. Funny thing about Priest: Priest doesn't leave his job. I think he ends up keeping his job, but like keeps helping Milestone little by little. Like he he makes their logo. He helps them with their bible you know but he's, he's like, still he's like, like a
1: consultant almost
0: yeah. yeah yeah so um as far as the big bang the event took place on paris island which had long suffered from heated gang wars in 1993 the leaders of each gang decided to settle their grievances once f- and for all in a massive gang bang com- confrontation dubbed the big bang <laughs> Word of this confrontation eventually reached Dakota's police department, so the mayor ordered them to spray every gang member with a experimental tear gas laced with a radioactive marker that would allow police to track these participants later. You guys, follow me.
1: Stop right there. You guys, you, guys, you guys right. following this. <laughs> <laughs> Who approved? What city commission said that radioactive isotopes that can
2: track? Yeah, all these
0: gang members.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that think... like g- genetic warfare is is is, Ill- is illegal in, in very many charters. In any part
1: of the world? Yeah. yeah. Especially on our own soil. Like I'm I'm just saying.
0: But the, thing is, though, saying, the thing is though, the thing is though, I while it sounds absolutely bonkers, I think that the fact that they're doing this seemingly only to quote unquote gang bangers would have allowed, allowed people to let it slide because yeah. if they came out with right. some kind of psa saying we've come out with a new thing to stop gangs no one's going to question what it is like okay, do whatever it takes whatever it takes to stop gangs because once people become yeah. once people are in a gang they lose
3: their own humanity and identity to other people your gas. Um right. and, and the mayor, the mayor in universe, the
0: mayor in universe was hoping that this would boost her reputation for being tough on crime. So the gas also contained a mutagenic compound called quantum juice or Q juice. Most of those exposed how does
2: that get past anyone? Who?
3: All right. Who? Wait, hold on. How did they <laughs> float that in the writing room? Like all right,
1: we're we gonna name this radioactive isotope I can mark criminals
3: individually so we can find them anywhere in the country.
1: Yeah. Quantum juice. Quantum right.
0: juice. Put it right
3: in the comment. Uh, <laughs> oh by the way.
0: <laughs> most
1: of the I people
3: exposed metal. to this
0: quantum juice, including the police, died on the spot. Instant, ah! Dead. Died. The rest, any oh, of the rest, whoever didn't whoever, whoever didn't it. die. No, no. <laughs> No, and they killed some of their <laughs> own, so fantastic work uh Dakota p d Uh job mayor the, <laughs> the job. rest the rest of the surviving people got mutated. some of them ended up getting deformed, some of them got unusual abilities in the process. others not personally involved in the conflict also became mutated as well. The survivors were called bang babies uh, <laughs> uh the mayor disavowed any involvement. <laughs> I don't know what happened. So I, glad that I mean, term
1: has evolved. It was the not me. Babies.
0: Bang babies. Um, <laughs> the survivors went meta, on to become humans. superheroes. <laughs> the survivors went it's on true. to become uh, superheroes and supervillains that continue to roam the city of Dakota for years to come. The survivors of two gangs, the Paris Bloods and the Force Syndicate, ended up forming the core of the Blood Syndicate, a gang of bang nah. babies who claimed paris island as their turf the cities, the citizens of dakota demanded the mayor to solve the bang baby's problem and wanted to know where the gas came from but the mayor didn't give them a straight answer due to her involvement um so in the bible they ended up fleshing out their four for initial titles we just kind of talked about um blood syndicate right um a where did i put that uh, the surviving remnants of multiple street gangs who gain superpowers because of the Big Bang, um, and they use their powers for a greater purpose. We also got introduced to Static, doused with an experimental chemical in a gang war he was caught up in. High school student Virgil Hawkins uh, gains a variety of electromagnetic powers and becomes a costumed crusader against crime, like most teenage heroes in You know in the spider-man kind of way he is often overwhelmed with the combined responsibilities of his career as a superhero and typical teenage problems So that you know, we have blood syndicate we had static we have icon a being from another planet He has taken on the form of an african-american man and has abilities such as flight super strength and invulnerability He uses these in partnership with Rocket, a human teenager using his alien tech to protect people in the fictional city of Dakota his origin was similar to Superman, except for the fact that the pod that he traveled in automatically altered his appearance uh, or oh, sorry, automatically altered the appearance of the passenger. The baby in question was named Arnus, mm-hmm. and uh, the pod would automatically alter the appearance to mimic the first sentient life form that discovered
2: the pod right
0: so his pod lands and the first sentient life form to discover him is a uh enslaved black like woman
2: a, like a bright scanning beam <laughs> the yeah when you yeah. open the thing
0: yeah and so yeah like, like i hope it's like a 90s scan, like zzz, zzz, like it doesn't make that <laughs> fucking noise. And you see the line. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the first person to discover him was a enslaved black woman so he ended up being raised as a slave as a black man as a slave um <laughs> And so he has. Thought un- well for you. Yeah, he has a very unique perspective on on society on Earth, all that they talk about. Red Sun. Well, what if Superman was born in Russia? What if Superman was born a slave? I had to live that shit out. That's what we're dealing it's with. Called Black Yeah, it's, it's called Black oh, Black. Anyway.
3: Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, You said it for me. You said it for me.
0: <laughs> no no we're not we're not going there uh that road is closed they built a barricade (laughs) so icon uh, i already said that hardware kurt uh sorry curtis kurt metcalf is a genius inventor who in his hardware identity uses a variety of high-tech gadgets to fight organized crime a central irony of the series of which metcalf is fully aware is that metcalf's employer respected businessman edwin alva who provides us resources Metcalf uses to become hardware is secretly the crime boss whom hardware is trying to bring down. Boom, 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 trying to bring down the man using the man's tech. I like it. I like it.
1: I know. I, if, if I was in Dakota, sorry, going back to that, <laughs> you're straight. You're good. If I was in Dakota and I survived that bang, baby, better human thing. The big bag. Yes. I would have left Dakota
3: because <laughs>
1: why Dakota? And this is why I'm just going to segue into why I love and hate milestone. Well, Status comics, DC Comics, is Marvel Comics. I love, I love Stata because it takes place in Dakota. It's not in New York where we always see New York, and it's mm. not in a fictitious city. You know, it's in a state. Yep. It's relatable. It's there. But I wish it would have taken Dakota place a big.
0: I don't think it's a right, state, Dakota. Yeah. It's like, like it's like, like, I think it's like That's Simpsons I mean.
2: Springfield. So, so like, uh, th- I think th- it's like Dakota Springfield
0: of... in, in Simpsons.
2: Yeah, like the Dakota of where do they have a state? Do they is there a clear state? Oh, so it was just in Dakota.
1: Okay. I watched like, the show. Reading, I never saw any like the terrible, terrible like. There, it's in Dakota, it Dakota, Dakota just...
0: City. <laughs> That's what it's called, Dakota City. But it doesn't say no, in, Dakota it in Dakota County, yeah, I think, I think they used it, but I think it's of somebody's name more so than it is an actual sure. fictional uh, actual so it's, it's fictional, Metropolis. but I will say this to your point, uh, a Rob, you said, well, if I were to, you know, if I was in Dakota and this universe and this Dakota thing were to happen, I'd probably fucking leave Dakota to that. I say Ferguson. <laughs> to that i say there was a place where something absolutely terrible happened to an actual vital source that they needed their water and no one really rushed to do anything about it people just had to be there and i'm almost assuming if those if those people in ferguson could leave they would but they don't have the money which is why something like this could happen to them and not draw the ire of the entire world so it's almost in its own way kind of showing how we are prejudiced against certain towns and cities, Chicago, right? Shit happens in Chicago every live long fucking day. No one says Grace. a word about it. they're called Chirac. Yeah, because we're just going to let those guys govern them themselves. We'll just put them, and that's what they were doing with Dakota. Doesn't matter what happens. Just stop whatever crime is going on down there. Shoot them with whatever right, radioactive. No I mean,
2: <laughs> Gotham doesn't seem to have a population issue.
0: No. <laughs> they clear that up every so often, though. I think, oh, I think. oh, apparently,
1: in universe, Gotham has like the largest population in the U.S. It, like,
0: why yeah. would you well, go I there? I don't know, man. Why well, would you still live
1: there? But like, my, my thing is was like, if I had powers, I would have left Dakota and like went East Coast or West Coast and tried to make it big instead of trying to rule Dakota City. Yeah. Why Dakota City?
0: <laughs> it just it's just so I, random to me.
1: I but, like I, I appreciate I, it because, like I, I said. It didn't take place in those big cities, but I wish it did, you know.
0: I think maybe some of those, like, if I'm try, like, trying to look for an in-universe reason, I would say some of those gang members couldn't get past the my turf situation, you know? They were like, nah, uh, I'm the most powerful person uh, in Dakota. You know, this is my block. And then they just kept doing that, fighting for a block. And there's, there's um, what do you call it there, too? There's commentary there, too. The idea that they're all still fighting in their hood right <laughs> like everyone even the heroes right. and the heroes could leave any of these heroes could could leave and go to a, a another fictional city that has less crime in it but that's icon
2: can go to another planet
0: yeah Icon just straight up go to another planet <laughs> but the the heroes are staying to fix their home you know uh and i guess to the villains that's their home too it's all jacked it's all it's all it's all it's all, yeah, it's, all <laughs> it's a big old mess you say it like that
1: yeah
0: it's all, it's all terrible um, but I like these ideas I like the, these characters I like the, the fleshing this out I love the idea of a Bible I love the idea of one book that has all the information the height the weight the you know who their friends are who their enemies are why they're friends and enemies I always like the idea of that I I felt like more As people someone should...
2: who was trying to put that book together it is a pain in the ass I can imagine Facts. same here
1: I to start your own you will papers. write that
2: you will write that entire book at least four times. Yeah,
1: like until you just straight up just you know what? I'm just gonna put this aside until like
2: I have all the characters to plot,
1: the names, the locations. But like I like you said, the, a Bible. Every comic kind of company, especially if you have variants and multiverse and timelines, you need a solid doctrine to refer to. And I appreciate that about milestone, which is why I'm like why the characters has never changed, which is good, and why they've been featured in so many stories over the like, decade.
2: Like they, I think they I think they they benefited from the the tightness of the of the staff there Oh, and yeah I, and that everything was put, yeah, it it of put together like and uh, yeah that everything was sort of put together as, as a committee that they benefited a lot from the fact that they could all you know they could they everyone got to sit in the one room and line all those ducks up yeah the as uh, like process. Uh, in, 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 in like
1: a, another room, a bullpen, just yeah, writers, like, and just colorists.
2: Yeah, instead of in a machine like like Marvel and DC, where there's like there's just characters happening constantly and things are constantly. You
0: probably get uh, more. You yeah. probably get more praise in Marvel and DC for keeping the status quo than you would. Trying to constantly change the game. You got to imagine half a million creators come in there and go, I got a brand new idea for Batman. They're like, hey, none of that over here, right? None of that over here. Which is why,
1: like in Marvel, they literally, every time they make a change, it always goes back to the status quo. Thor was a woman. You know, Spider Man's back. But here we go. We have Thor back. Here we have Spider Man back. Like, Superman died. Oh, now we have like Superman, Earth 2, Superman 3. Like, we have variants of Superman. Everything always goes back to the status quo. People who are listening, movies, comics aside, all things that will forever stay permanent is, you know, Ben being dead, Uncle Ben, and you know Bruce's parents dying, and Spider Man getting dead. You know, those
2: are just absolute points in comics. You can't change that. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. You, you say that, and and while I I'm pretty sure those won't those won't change anytime soon. We also thought that at some point Jason Todd was an absolute. So it wasn't, oh,
3: yeah. you know. No, fun, nah. right. yeah.
2: uh, who was the other guy? Who was an absolute like? And then they brought it back. Oh, Bucky! It was,
0: it, it was yeah. It was, it was a Oh
1: yeah! Now that
0: that took a long
1: time. Bucky died like, like what was it? Twenty years or forty years before they brought him back in the comics. Like that was. I'm almost certain he died before
0: they even brought Cap back. Yeah. Yeah right. Uh,
2: yeah. And and now, uh, what? See what's hilarious about it now is that like yeah yeah it took 20 years to bring Bucky back and now, you kind of can't imagine Captain America without Bucky Barnes because yeah, of other right? forms of media. And,
1: and, and literally when Bucky became Captain America when you know Cap died after Civil War, oh he came back from time and space this that and the third his bullets sent him back in time that he, Captain America came back. <laughs> Yeah, Rogers back, y'all.
2: And, and even a then, time he got old, that time bullet—that isn't the dumbest
1: thing. took out of him, right? <laughs> and like, oh. and when he got old, he got a super soldier serum taken out of him, and then are we Sam not doing?
2: Are we not doing Bruce Wayne
0: through time oh with the with the fucking with the omega? Oh my god! With
1: when he was a pirate.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was a pilgrim. He was a pirate. I think a Native American at one oh point. My, was the Bat Tribe Everything and the, God. Back. I'm getting a headache. I'm getting a headache just, just thinking about the Bat Tribe. But it's and like the all the tribe. times in
1: comics, right? All the times in comics where things change, and it comes right back to the status that's quo. That's the goal, man. It it it's all about dribbling.
0: It, it's not about taking shots. It's about dribbling, bro. That's, all, that's what the entire comic book game is about. I all, listen. Right. I,
2: I had to explain it to my roommate the other day because I was like, I'm. I'm uh, he he doesn't like read comics very much, but I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm basically making the sales pitch at this point because I I believe in this book very much. I always sell Ultimate Spider-Man on the idea that it's gonna be different, but they don't have to ever revert. Yeah, you're right. So people mm. get to change and grow. Yeah. And it's gonna be the most interesting Spider-Man read you ever have because you get to see a level of growth in in characters that have had to stay the same because that because that that, that that's the problem with the with the machine
0: that's the nature of the beast man.
2: yeah like they, there's an expectation on a surface level of what these characters are so we need to make sure anyone buying a comic on that surface level gets what they expect
0: yeah yeah.
1: yeah entirely yeah and it's the same, the same with the movies of, like if you're if you're watching
0: a movie and and captain america is captain america and Thor is Thor and iron man to iron man and you go and buy a comic and it's iron heart and it's you know jane foster and people are like oh, what's going on here and they want to they yeah. want but then but then the ball never moves then you never you know you never evolve because you're always stuck at the same point because everyone you want to make a good entry point for everyone as you end up stuck at the same point
2: before we get back to Marvel, so what happened with the with the Guardians movie? Right, the Guardians movie came out, and all of a sudden, all those characters are dressed like the yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Even though they yeah. never looked that way.
0: Right. The game comes out, and I want the movie skins. I want them to look like how they look in the movie <laughs> that I saw. I don't care how they looked in the comic. Damn it! Give me, give me my movie Guardians, and that's just what happens. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I feel it. I feel it. That's how I felt with Love and Thunder. I'm like, yo, give me the guardians of the Galaxy. I need
0: that. Where's Andrew? Hey, we're so close. (laughs) Hey, we're so close. Hey, that's that's still that's still possible.
1: That's Um, highly
0: possible. So Dennis would go on to pass the Bible over to Paul uh, Levitt, who brought the Milestone founders in to strike a deal between them and DC Comics. Although Milestone Comics was published through uh, DC uh they did not fall under dc comics' editorial control mm-hmm. because um yeah, they didn't fall in the DC control. DC retained only the rights not to publish any material they objected to. Milestone Media retained the copyright of their properties and had the final say on all merchandising and licensing deals pertaining to them. In essence, DC licensed the characters, editorial services, and creative content of the Milestone books for an annual fee and a share of the profits. I... Uh, So that was that was.
2: I want to believe that there is somebody smart enough in there that's just like. It's best if we're not seen having anything to do with this. Yeah, but we need to use it as. (laughs) But we need to use it as a litmus test to see if this stuff can sell. This is
0: WWE, ECW, right?
2: Um, this is ECW and TNN. Fair. This is with okay. this, this is this is TNN giving ECW like a year TV to see if wrestling works on that network so that they can get WWE a year later.
0: Yeah. Oh okay, yeah. They don't ever want it. They never wanted this as how it they never was.
2: wanted ECW. They just want to see if wrestling would sell on the network.
0: Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh Christopher Priest uh made their logo, although he would stay with DC and not jump over. They would go on to recruit both known and unknown black artists and writers, and instantly their material stood out. They pioneered the Milestone 100 color process, which involved them uh, hand painting pages before scanning them. Before long. That's crazy. Hand painting. That's crazy.
1: Um, Facts. Like, literally, as I was watching the documentary, I had to stop and pause myself and just say, like, wow, I want that on my wall. Because that is art. Because before computers, i will be damned if I had to. Me- I messed up, and you had to just completely start over again. Oh my god!
0: Mm. But with with whole, the, mm, mm, one, one of, of the, the things that generation. they one of the things that they said and they showcased about this hundred color process that I thought was incredibly interesting was the nuance of different skin tones. Mm. Like I thought that I was like, oh wow, yes. well yeah, that's hundred percent true. There's so many different skin tones. It's not just a black person, just black. And if they're, I have a whole universe of black characters and it behooves them to look at the spectrum, you know, and sort of be a bit more, um, be a bit more faithful to the actual skin tones and not just make everybody black.
2: Yeah. Right, and what's the Just a shade them brown. What's yeah. a, yeah, a, a real problem we still have today is just like people being uncomfortable with shading black characters as dark skinned yeah so yeah. you get those things you see get passed on every once in a while like the very light-skinned storm yes yeah,
0: mm, yeah. damn near the damn near uh coffee con leche storm you yeah fucking, <laughs> nah, yeah no nah, I, no nah, i totally get it <laughs> yeah so that color process i thought that was so cool that they looked so rich But also because they had to do this color process, you know, their books became more expensive. And then that became a whole nother thing as well as far as quality and quantity and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, where was... Milestone ended up becoming the talk of the town with every news outlet and... um, and uh, just media in general wanting to cover the all-black uh, comic book company that is giving a voice to the disenfranchised and urban communities. Uh, Dwayne McDuffie is said to be both a creative genius and an incredibly approachable leader for Milestone, never letting the hierarchy get to his head. Uh Herald as a beacon of diversity, Milestone would put out more books than any singular black comic book company at the time. Um, what, that's one of the things I got from this is this idea that it was that how great of a creative dwayne mcduffie was
1: and by the way that bomb went off with the designer the, the snyder Con, you said the word hierarchy and ah. yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> oh
2: no we've just ridiculous. killed several trolls um <laughs> all five of them <laughs> oh no uh you know there's something about like i i i i find I'm often um Weary and defensive about anybody who gets um who gets spoken of in such a saint saintly way right but yeah. man does dwayne McDuffie get a great picture painted of that
0: <laughs> but it's seemingly everywhere right like we yeah. saw these two different documentaries, and at any point he could have been made to look like an asshole in the second one, and he just didn't
2: no you know? not a bad thing to say about him,
0: yeah. Um,
2: like even, and- the, even, even the guys who he was on the outs with in his own company don't have a bad thing to say about him yeah
1: facts. all they did was praise him he was he was. if I were to say milestone comics was like describe it as a bike he was like the frame
2: he put mm-hmm.
1: the some of us was the steering wheel some of us the chain some of us the wheels some of us the oil but he was definitely the frame the framework of that bike
2: yeah it it was a long time before I realized how much of his stuff I'd actually been influenced by because i didn't like i i'm not i am not the kind of person that pays attention to the credits when i'm watching tv yeah
0: yeah
2: and, and now so you many see it, right ep- there are so many episodes of that damn justice league cartoon his name is on
0: yeah he's done so much i think like in particular for the man who has everything i think he worked on which i love yes. that story alan moore superman and then him working on it you know um so, yeah, they would go they would go on to not shy away from topics regarding the LGBT community, teen pregnancy, police corruption, gang violence, and racism, and were praised for their handling of such sensitive topics at the time. Even with all this forward trajectory, people at Milestone started to believe real realtors and even DC Comics may have been undermining them. There was a concern mm. whether the pro-black company was also anti-white. So that's always a thing right ah, Black Panthers That, so that white made me feel
1: this so. type of way Did that, it? that made me feel some type of way Because it made me it, well, it made me realize like how far back That just being pro Black or just standing up for your own rights It put a fear in people That made them just react That way like oh if you're pro This that means you're anti that Like no yep. we're just bringing awareness And bringing this up we're not saying nothing About nothing else yeah. you know and it was just that. Yeah, I didn't realize like that was still going on back then. Like even in comics, like wow.
2: I think it's also tied into the idea to to an inherent idea, even if they don't say it out loud, that, um, in the beginning, when they were in no way, um, oppressed or, or on the on on the bottom of things, to be pro white was sort of to be anti everything else yeah right
0: (laughs) so they that's and they said that that somebody else was saying that something about like a um uh that 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 pride thing you know and gosh it's such a dicey topic to talk about here but the idea that white pride at the time meant anti-everything else yeah whereas black pride doesn't mean that it doesn't mean white pride
2: only white pride only comes up when you have to disparage something else (laughs) you're already on top what what did you need
0: and here comes the biggest bomb being dropped race in general was only created to distinguish landowners and free men from each other that's why we created race to say that that group of people over there aren't as equal to to this group of people over here there was no reason to give them different names or titles or any of that shit until that came up
2: if there was anything i got out of out of binging five star trek shows in a year like a mad person (laughs) yeah it is that uh racism a wholly misunderstood social construct amongst humans Mm -hmm. that makes no freaking sense because there's only human race technically that's what they say and and rick and mori made a joke about that like
1: you're racist snakes you're all snakes. You <laughs> hate him because he's different shade of green
2: than you. You're all no, that. Sn- like... But that snake flies. I don't like those. <laughs> the other. <laughs>
0: there's, yeah, there's always uh, the other, and that's a that's a damn thing. Like I said again, Nick. Um, they would go on to say that. Um, they would go on to say that the uh, under underneath milestone. It wasn't just black. Characters. There was uh, characters. Yeah. There were white characters as well. There was Asian characters. There was Hispanic characters. Dominican characters. There were uh, people of all sorts of backgrounds. There were transgender characters. There were homosexual characters, um, bisexual characters. How have of you know, George,
2: that transgender characters did not exist before nineteen eighty five?
0: Oh no! It's all this is all <laughs> a woke stuff. It's all go woke, go broke. They transgender people just came out in twenty twenty. They waited for the pandemic. And that's when they all showed up, apparently. That's it's all
2: what... these new millennials.
0: It's all their avocado toast and it's their TikToks and they're doing things and in their lives, their And
1: they're and they're, they're try lots of eating pods.
0: Yeah, that's all that's all it's ever been. But no, yeah, these guys were actually trying to showcase something. And so, you know, when you are that the provocateur, you end up getting into some situations where um you can cause some trouble this happened when Dwayne mcduffie decided that he wanted static to lose his virginity in issue 25 of the comic in an attempt to create a narrative about teenage sexuality instead of ignoring it um now this was always going to be dicey huh because i was a teenager teenage sexuality was rampant when i was a kid it was just a thing there was young pregnancy up and down the wazoo in urban in urban areas it was kind of cool to be promiscuous and all that kind of stuff even without the education that came with you know any of that right. stuff but even, of, of the harms. You, but even
2: but even even the parents of all of our generation would end up admitting that they lost it pretty young too if you were to actually ask them about it
0: yeah but they lost it at the so at the ice cream social i guess or whatever when they you know at the, <laughs> when they're doing the 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 sock hop or whatever the fuck was going on with that so, was, God. so so it was a it was a different situation there um but yeah like they ended up having a cover with milestone uh where you see static and a pack of condoms he's kissing his girlfriend he's holding a pack of condoms dc forced milestone to alter the cover of the issue um the censorship led to a blistering editorial page rebuttal from mcduffie that no one else under milestone was aware of that is the most chaotic energy thing about this but i love it (laughs) I, i almost love it in a way um because, yeah, you're only going to allow your stuff to get messed with to a point, right? Like, you're only going to, like, yeah. and w- where do you stand on this debate? DC says black or white, they wouldn't have let this cover fly regardless. He says they probably would have let it fly, but they weren't going to because they were black. Where do you where do you sit on that whole thing? Because I do think that that dictates.
2: I, I feel of, like uh, if you look hard enough, you can find, like, proof of imagery with some of that stuff. <laughs>
0: I mean, I've seen Sue storm's nineties outfit, bro. I have seen, yes! seen, seen that bro. It gets, it gets, it gets, it gets crazy. Oh yeah. No, the nineties
1: was really <laughs> risky with those costumes.
0: <laughs> so what do you think? You think it was a black thing era? What do you think it, DC was just trying to keep all his ducks in a row? Keep things modest.
1: Uh, no, what, what do you mean by a uh, black thing?
0: So, um, Dwayne McDuffie the, the, believes yeah. that they got censored for the static cover because it was black sexuality, not just sexuality. DC says they did it just because it was sexuality. (laughs) Basically it was too much for their young listeners or readership.
1: Uh, No, it was definitely a black thing just Mm -hmm. because at the time America, just, just from what I remember as a history buff, just at the time America was not still comfortable seeing Mm -hmm. black love especially in the pages, well, I can just generalize. Like if you're a white parent couple, you've seen your white child reading a comic and it's black teenagers on it, like displaying love. And just that mindset back then, it could have been alarming, but it was nothing wrong with it because that's how you should educate young black kids. You should see it. So then you should be able to talk about it and then educate yourselves on it. Yeah. I feel personally that it wasn't put out there because it was a black thing showing, for lack of better words, positivity of black sexuality. Like it was just two young people making out on the couch with protection yeah. on the floor. I mean, yes, when right. it happens, something is going to happen because it happens, it's natural. You know, like, like you said earlier, and me personally, it's cool. Like that sex was everywhere back in the day, not just on TV and shows, but in my schools, growing up. Like it, it was, it was there, and I feel like it was because of a lack of education or lack of seeing it in a positive light that wasn't involved with you know a woman shaking her ass in a music video, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, so
2: I it. um, I, if uh, I'm it, it back in memory, uh, so Lavar Burton, uh, Kutite, John <laughs> forge reader of books, right. um, has spoken famously. openly, and famously, famously, uh, has. Famous. has spoken spoken openly about the very the difficulty he had the difficulty he had with the network directing an episode of star trek in which there was a scene of the two of the black man and woman just sharing a bed together
0: oh yeah we're I in an established yes, relationship yes, yes yeah doesn't star trek also have the first interracial kiss
2: yes if you were watching be sci-fi uh-huh. It's if you're, if you're <laughs> watching, it's in, the, watch. in the weird world of science, they were forced into it.
0: Stuff like spaceships, interracial kissing, <laughs> 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 space, time, space <laughs> travel on, across all the in the, Aren't all these ideas crazy? Aren't they? Anyway, <laughs> but two bugs. humans of the same skin
2: color,
3: <laughs> of a different skin
0: color to you, sharing a bed in space in the future on another planet that's.
1: Crazy ideas,
2: brain. space travel, I mean, technology, I mean, I kissing black like, women.
0: I remember when Loki said that line in, in Loki about being bisexual, and I'm like, "You are mad that the almost immortal space god thing that is like nine thousand years old, on occasion, gets bored with the opposite sex?" I think, I think that, that's the least of your fucking problems here, bro. Like this is this guy Man, who I is
2: also, a, think, I think, admitted to being, who also has admitted to being a woman.
0: Yes, yes. And that's, he, he it, I think he had just a woman, a child,
1: a horse, an alligator. I think at one point he is, made love to a
0: horse, like a three legged horse. Or that's something. how Odin had his horse,
1: that eight legged horse. Loki's technically the father of that in Norse mythology and two wolves. So, like,
0: that's <laughs> fantastic. So,
1: you like, I really care that he's. Isn't he, there a scene with. Man, uh, like, um, fucking animals.
2: Right. Isn't there a scene with Constantine doing something similar? Where it's just like, so. oh, we oh, used yeah. to date, and, they yeah. Finish, yeah. and like she thinks it's a woman. And, like, is this? The horse?
0: Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I think at one wait. point it not about like Queen Shark or whatever. There was like a thing too. It was like a big. But that's what that was, it like, is. Yeah. I'm yeah. With yes. this.
1: I hope the MCU does this with Hercules and Wolverine because in the comics they shared a kiss. Because who's gonna dispute Hercules and Wolverine? <laughs> the two biggest. <laughs> What, is, Brian, what are you going to do? What are going to do? It's a real
2: yeah. power couple there. <laughs> like
1: one literally I'm just not, saying, the
2: other one are you going like to call a Logan f- a sissy? I'm not. No. I'm not. not. <laughs> you do, the
1: next thing you're going to hear is going to snick, snick. What was That's that, bub, like? I
2: can assure you you'd never hear it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'd be done.
0: You <laughs> would um, never hear it. So McDuffie, you know, posited that DC's issue wasn't with sexuality, with black, but with black sexuality, although DC maintains a censorship had nothing to do with race. The editorial rebuttal was considered a declaration of war of sorts between Milestone creatives and the brass at DC. And after delaying some of their publishings, DC gave Milestone an ultimatum. Have McDuffie step down as editor-in-chief of DC or DC would dissolve their relationship permanently. Dwayne McDuffie would step down and be replaced by Dennis Cowan, who would ultimately take his own leave shortly after. Milestone cancelled several of its lower selling series in 1995 and 1996, aborted plans for several mini-series. They had a Heroes book, a new team book featuring Static and several of its more popular second tier characters. That got launched but it failed to sell well enough to justify an ongoing series. Milestone ended up shutting down its comic book division in 1997 with some of the remaining ongoing series discontinued mid-story. It became primarily a licensing company focusing on the abo- Emmy Award and Humanitas Prize winning animated series Static Shock, with Dennis overseeing the series, overseeing the series and bringing in McDuffie to work alongside him midway through season two. While most did not know that Static was a comic book character, Static Shock was a hit and McDuffie's flair for writing animated shows would bring him into the writing team for another for other animated shows like Justice League, Teen Titans, Ben 10, and others, sadly, in 2011, one day after his 49th birthday, Dwayne McDuffie passed away due to complications from emergency heart surgery. Although he is remembered for his selflessness, creativity, and overall propensity to being a good guy at all costs, after his death, Derek Dingle and Dennis Cowan met, uh, met with um that other gentleman
2: <laughs>
0: that i can't reginald remember his hudlin. name there you go reginald reginald harlan hudlin i believe hudlin hudlin yes reginald hudlin <laughs> to talk about bringing the uh milestone comics back um in 2018 dc comics announced earth m as a reboot of several comics of milestone media by dennis cowan michael davis and uh derek t Dingo and Dwayne McDuffie, but ultimately in 2020, Earth M was retitled as Milestone Returns, with the initial issue being published in September. An extended version was published in February of 2021. The issues are available in print digitally and on DC Universe Infinite as of April of 2021. So they relaunched, relaunched their four titles: Blood Syndicate, um, Icon and Rocket, Static, and Hardwire brand new series that are currently out on dc right now that you can read Uh, and they've ultimately created a what they call a milestone initiative which is they're going out and looking for lesser known black creatives writers artists almost passing it along because now Dwayne McDuffie is a household name, they want to make more Dwayne McDuffie's in memory of Dwayne McDuffie. They want to bring in more creatives who love comic books, but felt like they saw the ceiling. They couldn't create their own characters. They couldn't be, you know, black men helming their own books. And in an age of today, where more and more uh, creators of color are coming out and are owning their own books through publishers like Image or creator owned, et cetera, and so forth, there's more of a market there's more there's more outlets for this kind of stuff so i really really like that not only that they brought it back but they're making it a point to seek out lesser known uh creators of color and bringing them in to extend uh the milestone legacy uh, what do you think about the initiative um gt about them bringing in lesser uh,
3: known I mean, creatives? that
2: that uh that stuff's great it it reminds me of um <clears throat> Uh, the the best analog I can actually uh, use for it is, I I know when I was getting heavy into like, Lincoln Park and Lincoln Park was getting very successful. Mm-hmm. You could tell that, huh? i I was like I was
1: big than Lincoln Park back in the day. Still am.
2: So so, so, I was so you so me. so you'd remember this too, Rob? Like you could tell that Mike Shinoda started using his success. To start, really shining a light on a lot of indie rappers that he could get on any work that he possibly could, and that and that's kind of what that reminds me of. He's like, I've got this machine, and I can bring in unknown guys on it who can hopefully benefit from the same thing from the same things I have, as long as they have an outlet. Because yeah. finding an outlet is very difficult, especially when you know you're only trying to work for the other two
0: what do you Actually, think about that yeah, no. what do you think about it gt oh yeah about a rap
3: um
1: i love the milestone initiative as soon as i heard about it i immediately thought of like all of my friends family just fans followers everyone that's just or black creators creatives. because now just in this decade alone creativity has blossomed into almost a new renaissance for just Creation or just content creation in general, especially with AI out here now, it just makes it yeah. easier for any creator of, or any minority group or any just to put out their story or to tell stories of their certain group of people or a race or just to get those stories out there. Like, um, I, Static Shot was literally my first introduction of knowing that there are African heroes, you know, that there could be an mm-hmm. African hero, mm-hmm. that there are African gods that give people besides the Greeks, you know. Like yeah. that exposure is important, and it's important just to get more creators out there to tell those stories to further create the cycle of you know getting more content creators to create more stories. Like, because it's not just about white stories, not just about black stories. It's about the world stories. Like, there's so many people on this planet that need th- their stories to be told, and Milestone, this Milestone initiative, is a good way to start that. And, and I not, you know, just. And just you know, as the first, it was, were they the first black comic book owned company in America? Like just I, I, that's the biggest,
2: too. yeah. Because that and it, that was huge back then. And 100%. it definitely means something to open a comic book and see those faces—not even just the comic book ones, but the real ones of the of the of the of the, of the writer and the artist—and just like like, oh, okay, it's it's not just much old white dudes. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
1: I and because
2: like.
0: We talk about, you know, we talk in jest about that Miles Morales issue, but that is symptomatic of of what the problem is, right? Stories written inauthentically by people who Mm -hmm. haven't experienced them, seemingly to try to close a gap created by bias, bigotry, and racism. (laughs) So it's like you can't fast track you can't fast track the diversity that you made a point to not want to have. So now there's a bunch of people who I can find the quote from that guy yeah there's a bunch of people that want to um that probably wanted to succeed higher in comics and felt like there was a glass ceiling because you know of their the color of their skin and that's sad so if if milestone is going out of their way to bring in a whole host of creatives of color i'm down for it um you're gonna find that quote gt
2: yes actually uh so this, this, I, that was like just an, uh, an unfortunate situation. That, that whole what if book, right? Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of like, uh, how do you say, like a lot of weird attempts at urban or, or almost jive language coming out modern of modern
0: language. And yeah, they were trying to do the, like modern slang,
2: which is the weird. hammer had spray paint on it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think Asgard had sneakers hanging from the. In the rafters. Yep, and and
1: uh, Thor was, re- Odin was wearing Tim's.
0: He was oh black. He's wearing Tim's. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: like, yo, and they were, uh, and they were like, how you was typically a pitcher? Any New Yorker in the winter, they're those Tim's. They're not tied. He's wearing a yep. big, like, but like black, like puffy coat instead. But it's like, oh my like, bro, right. never did they just make Asgard the hood. <laughs> Yeah,
2: right? So, the writer is his homie name, like uh, Yahudi Makado. He looks like this, yeah. So, it's not ah. even typically what I'd expect in this sort of situation, right? But it's also probably not the guy to be writing this sort of thing,
0: yeah. If he looked like uh, um, uh, was it, oh, David Ortiz? If you like Big Poppy, it would have been,
2: a, <laughs> been a, little bit, a little bit different, a little bit different. <laughs> And he oh! goes, while I've lived, a, while I've lived a different experience through my own Jewish and Mexican background. Of course. I, I still know inauthenticity hurts and I'm sorry this failed on that front.
1: You not uh,
0: say. <laughs> Twitter lit that book up. <laughs> and again, you know, like we were just talking about um, the DC pro- the power issue, right? The, um, uh, and they, there, there's some slang in the, in the, uh, Wally Wallace West, um, Lad story, but it, it feels real. It feels colloquial. It doesn't feel like something they heard in a music video or something like that, you know? So I think the biggest, the biggest lead that they bury in the, at the end of this documentary is, uh, that reggie guy is like oh yeah we got a live action fucking static thing on the way and then they don't say anything else about it and i was like uh is nothing so as we know now as of 2022 they have a live action static shock thing in the making and they supposedly have a dakotaverse animated film coming out soon now i have
1: rumors of that
0: to be in, of... to to be honest, they probably should be tapping into this stuff, bro. If dc starting brand new, you might want to do this simultaneously. You know, you might want to, you might want to some of these Dakota guys. And um I don't, I don't know, man. I feel like now's not the time to to skip them again. <laughs> you know, like I, I feel like you have a really a really unique right. experience here.
2: I wanna, uh, I wonder if an icon and rocket movie wouldn't just scare people. Oh, definitely so?
0: not only yeah, would it this, but people would yeah, think icon was made so. this year in people would say right. wow oh why they have to make icon
2: this this is some like new woke idea I'm like dude it's yeah from, like, 2023
0: is I. woke they came up with a black superman and he was a slave they went out of their way to fucking make it yeah divisive yeah it wasn't great it's
1: not good uh, icon movie went entirely or icon series went entirely slap. and as they're building this dakota universe they, they're still building the Sandman universe. They're still building, uh, you know, their new DC line of, you know, hopefully the new line of DC comics are better than the last. Sure. Fingers My crossed. personal opinion, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Well, I have feeling a lot of the new. Uh, the creators are coming out of here for, like, just putting on these new black stories and just revamping the new the, the characters, giving them new, fresh takes, you know, like instead of just pepping them, them in in any Justice League issue, a Young Justice thing or a big thing. event. You know, these characters deserve. Their own stories, their own villains, their own trials and tribulations to conquer. Instead of helping Superman or Wonder Woman or Batman with some with some random
0: chiz, <laughs> right, coming into town on occasion. Um, but well, yeah, I, I'm I'm so glad that they went and they struck out like this. It it, it sometimes it is it is like. It's inspiring to see that there are people that feel the same societal pressures that we do, but instead of buckling under them, choose to stand tall and help others deal with that same pressure. Um, it It is invaluable to see somebody that looks like me, that sounds like me in a comic. It's just what it is when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And thank you, Milestone. Thank you, everyone at Milestone. Um, and... We will see what the future of Milestone holds as they continue to write books, continue to hire more creatives of color, and continue to tell stories of color uh, in the near future. Speaking of near future, Ant-Man and the Wild's Mania is coming out this week, and we will be covering it in full next week as part of the Major Issues Podcast. So You have to make sure that you are staying tuned for all that. Bye! Following us wherever we are, uh the Major Issues Podcast is available wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast, Addict, Apple Podcasts, App, Fine, YouTube, Spotify, um, and more. With, the easiest way to find us is to Google Comic Book Click or Google the Major Issues Podcast, and we're the first ones to pop right up. But every single episode is available at comicbookclick.com. That's also where you can find our merchandise. If you hit that shop CBC link, it'll take you to our T Public, where you can get a piece of merchandise exclusively designed by me. Uh, we get a kickback for every item sold, um, and you get to rock something comic book clicky, which is pretty pretty cool. Um, hey. Past yeah, past that. If you guys want to help us, you can become a Patreon. At patreon.com slash cbc clubhouse that link is also at comicbookclick.com if you hit the support comic book click button it will take you to our patreon and for as little as 10 cents a day three dollars a month you can help us keep the lights on here and afford the hardware and the software we need to produce content for the future we are stretching ourselves out because we have officially hit ten thousand followers on facebook which means it's time to put the Little boy toys away and we're getting ready to gear for some pretty big long form content. And that means experimenting. That means new programs. That means new editing, all that stuff. And your donation, no matter how big or how small helps us get there. The biggest donation that we've gotten since the day this started is word of mouth. Tell a friend to tell a friend about this podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend about us all over social media facebook.com slash so comic book click instagram at comic book click or you can use that hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest hottest latest, and greatest things to come to comic books comic book media i've been to the future where we do become the best but i can't tell you how we do it and if i do i'll mess up the timeline and next thing you know uh the rock is playing captain america and nobody wants yeah. that so exactly bro oh don't don't right. yeah is, is so,
1: playing like right. he's playing hawk
0: <laughs> yes get on the bandwagon before the bandwagon gets full we are also over on twitch having a blast at major Issue cbc over there on twitch but we're not the only ones over there on twitch a-rob tell them where they can find you
1: yo you can find me on basically every social media you can find me on facebook instagram snapchat twitter at a-rob the marvel god i am also over at twitch I'm also over on a Twitch of uh, <laughs> Mega Omega 26. sixth. I'm currently streaming the new game. Uh Marvel Snap is a strategy RPG kind of card game. You wanna, you know, download the game and play, catch his hands from me? Hey, sign up.
0: <laughs> Where can the people find you, GT?
2: Uh, we we need to get you to teach our buddy Dan how to stream those mobile games because he has a hard time with it. Yeah. Heard yeah. that. <laughs> um uh I, I'm I- I'm on Twitter as a rebirth GT. If anyone wants to get on there and just argue with me about the I don't know sci-fi television and, and comic books, so. gang, gang.
0: And also make sure that you guys are listening to the Dirt Sheet Radio podcast and following Dirt Sheet Radio on Facebook. There are our pro wrestling brothers from other mothers because that's usually how that works. But <laughs> they're over there killing it. They're constantly growing. So make sure that you're helping in their growth and helping in ours as well. But, my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. Right, I'm going
3: to The
0: Don. <laughs> oh?
1: What? Well, let's
0: try this one more time. My name
2: is oh, George A-T- Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. My name is Garfield, Thomas, The Don. And I'm here to be Thomas,
0: this is this. See how hard it is to get minorities on the same page. And this oh, has fuck been you. our milestone generations recap and review. And remember, whether you're white, black, brown, blue, green, or anything in between, remember that you matter. Remember that your story matters. Remember that you are part of the click. And always remember <clears throat> that you, yes, you are worthy.